Sarah figured out that by switching to MetroPCS, she gets two free smartphones. Your barbecue ribs are the best. Take the rest home with you, Sarah. Just like she figured out that by visiting her in-laws, she doesn't have to cook for the rest of the week. You too figure it out. Get two free 4G LTE smartphones from top brands like Samsung and LG after instant rebate when you switch. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included. See store or metropcs.com for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio. Nothing for you. You have been shot. Fuck off, you, you fat, useless sack of fucking Yankee stanky doodle shite. I like gas. Bam, bam. Very serious. Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy on blogtalkradio.com and the Wacko Network. How is it going? We are being sponsored today by Ski Watch and Vinyl Rock Source. Let's uh, thank those fellas. My name's Big, uh, Rob Burmeister, and uh, my co-host right here. What's going on, everybody? Hey, what is going on? Another week, another show, lots of things happening, lots of cool guests coming on. Lots of things during the week we did. Rob and I got to, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, we got a new soundboard. We, we hope it's going soundboard. out live. If uh, anyone could tell us if it's working or not. Uh, yeah, hopefully everybody can even hear us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we have some technical issues uh, from time to time. Yeah, well, you know, we're brand spanking new with this. So, uh, so what's going on, Rob? How was the week, man? Uh, my, my week just me was all right, you know, work, church, and home. Work and uh, yeah, work church at home, you know, whatever. Laid around Let Sunday, home, slept. Home and come home and <laughs> you know, hanky panky in between, and uh, yeah, right, good. Didn't nothing crazy. We did the uh, event yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we so, judged uh, the March of Dimes Gourmet Gala. It was pretty fun, cool. you know. Was, I'm glad they asked us to do. It. We did it with your dad, and uh, Jimmy Whisper. <laughs> That's right, Jimmy Whispers. Rob had to roll me out of there. We ate so much food. Ah, food and wine. And it was like, we actually Houdini'd. You know, we like to apologize to everybody, but right around 930, we thought it was time to get out of there, you know. Yeah, it was, it was too much. Was too, too, much. too much of the auctions and the, the raffles and stuff like that. It was kind of, uh, you know, it was time, time to, to 86 our way out of there. We had some good food, though. We had that, that brace short rib. It's pretty good. Well, yeah, we had, uh, what was that, Grand Oaks? Grand Oaks, the new country club on Staten Island. They did an Indian seasoned 
Indian Spice braised short rib. Yeah, with that little mashed potato and the little chip on the top. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, that company had about five restaurants there. They had uh, Ari Rang. Um, who did a nice tuna kind of... The, the ahi rat scallop it was. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty interesting. And uh, they had the Grand Plaza, their other catering hall, had some butternut squash soup with pumpkin tortellini. One of the better things, and not to even interrupt you, I got the Basta Vazul on my mind. Ah, yeah, well, that, that was the loft at Ariana. They came in third place, as a matter of fact. Yep. It was uh, just straight up like Grandma's Pasta Vazul. Yeah. Yeah, that was Nothing good. Like it. As a matter of fact, that's got to go on the top five, which we'll get into later. But uh, yeah, the bus yeah. Was I love it. Fantastic. I mean, I'm not even Italian, but my my best friend was Italian. His grandmother used to show me how to cook, you know, the eggplant palm and pasta vazul and uh, you know. Now, but here's the other thing: is it pasta vazul or is it pasta vajoli? Or or fagioli if you have no you know exactly. it's spelled fagioli. Actually, at work. Um, and I've had some people ask that. Can I have the pasta fagioli? Please? Yeah, yeah. What the hell is that? But uh, I actually made a grilled vegetable fazul. Yeah. At work, no pasta in it, but I had some leftover grilled veg from you know a special the night before, and it works. I did a awesome. garden style pasta fazul uh, recipe for uh, Eow, one of my videos. Yeah. Yeah, actually, one of the first things I ever made, I watched on Channel 13, and it's called Harvest Stew. And it was just all vegetables cut up with, with V8 in it, and you let it simmer. I was like about 11 years old, and I had to make it like once a week. But right. Yeah, it was, it was cool. We had some other great dishes, too, the shrimp. The, uh, oh, the winner from Blue. Wonton wrapped shrimp with a guacamole. And, and a sweet uh, chili sauce. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was good. They had uh, another, I think, a short rib ravioli. They had seared tuna with a sun-dried tomato salsa. Yeah. Tuna I was a good. fan of that. I, I, love, I love the raw tuna. Yeah, me too. Me too. wasn't crazy about the sun-dried tomato. Not that it was bad, but I'm just not a... It was, you know what, because you're expecting Asian. And, and, and you get the... I the whole twist there with the incorporating the Italian into the Asian. Yeah. I do that a lot, of, you know, when I used to work. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a couple of other interesting things. So, what was the third place? Uh, what the Pasta Vazul? Pasta Vazul was third. And, uh, how about the, the uh, runner-up? Yeah, the People's Choice Awards. Uh, yeah, Sweet Sensation. Yes. Yeah, yeah the, the, the chocolate cupcake with the peanut butter frosting. It was, yeah, we, we it was like it was spilled. Pack of cupcakes going yeah. With, which I wanted to be. That was from uh, Pris. That was from Prissy uh, something. Yeah. yeah. We'll get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll try to get them to come on the show, too. So we'll yeah. Well, that was good. We networked. We gave our cards out to a lot of people. There was a lot of guys. You know, there was guys there that were on Sweet Genius. There's Chopped guys there. Oh, yeah, there was guys that do all the news. You know, Frankie from uh, Ariana's does... Uh, He's doing something with Curtis Sliwa now for his radio show, giving out, like, soup or something. And then there's... Yeah, Jimmy Whispers promoting the uh, bullying thing. Right. The anti-bullying thing that he's yeah. going to be talking in uh, Tottenville High School and another high school in Brooklyn. So, yeah. Uh, no, it was really good. I mean, it was... I wasn't disappointed with any of the food, really. No. I mean, you know, and even some of the ones that was a little... It made it better. It was all free, too. So, I mean... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything seemed to taste better. Yeah, I had a little bit of the grape there, uh, nonstop uh, Pinot Grigio. Uh, I was, I was drinking, drinking uh, Coke and Merlot. Diet that, when, when you ordered that, I was like, 
going old I do that all the time. Yeah, old school. And, and it was even in the short little soda glass yes, like they exactly. used to do in the old exactly. days. When I was a kid, they wanted me to go to sleep. My mom and my dad would put a little bit of wine in the Coca-Cola. And that was it. I was out like a friend. Oh, yeah. My father used to shotgun marijuana into my mouth. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I grew up grew up in a commune, so. Uh, right. So that's why you're a little fucking. Yeah, I'm a little weird. A little weird. Nah, actually, that, that's so false right there. But uh, speaking of my dad, pretty funny today. Text me. He got suspended from Facebook today really? for twelve hours because he goes on rants and stuff, and you know he's bashing all the politicians and stuff. And someone reported him. And he got booted for 12 hours. Nice. I got put in Facebook jail today, too. I can't send friend requests. Ah, yeah, that's... 30 days, which they keep... Ah, I'm not even going to go there, but let's just... Because I can rant and rave about that for hours. Right. But, uh... Yeah, so, uh... What else about last night? It was, um... You know, I had some music go. Bart Oates from the Giants was there. Yeah. You know, he was doing all the auctions, but that's where we left. But uh, one yeah, of, by that uh, time I couldn't even move anymore because right. all the food, the cake, and the pastries, and yeah. Louis G's Italian ices, and yeah. that was the one thing though. Like, it was a little complicated because we went from having like three savory good dishes and to keep dessert. the ball rolling, and then it was yep. dessert, and then yep. another one. And but you know what? One of my favorite things was was the deep fried. Yes. Like roll or something they called it, but it was I like forgot, a deep fried donut. There is an Italian. They do that in an Italian. Pastry. Yeah, with the cannoli cream, oh, and then they it. rolled it in uh, cinnamon sugar, and they actually had a pretty decent sandwich. It yeah, was the like sandwich was good it was like food. a six foot hero, but it was actually well, moist. What it was, it was probably some of the best, but unfortunately, and, and that's why I thought they should have broke it down by category. Right. It couldn't compete with the braised Indian spice short rib with the. You know, mashed potato puff pastry thing, and yeah. you know, it's just it's totally different category. But that was actually, I thought that was awesome too. Yeah, I mean, so, someone had shrimp and grits, you know, and, and it was good, but it wasn't, it didn't stand out, you know. Yeah. Like, and that's what it is. Yeah, a lot of these places don't decorate, and you know what? It's hard if you're on a budget. You have to do all these charity things, and uh, you know, you, you got to pay for the food, you got to pay for people to help. You got to, uh, what else? You got to set up. You got to take off a day of work. And then. It's all about the flash, Rob. You know, you right. Know. So, and then you got, you got to decorate your table, which I'm always up for that. I mean, I, I used to do it in, in layers, like well, with milk crates. Let me just interrupt and say this. Rob, every time we come to the studio, Rob has decorated the studio with something new. Whether it's a new pink outfit or a new pork something or. There's something new every week. <laughs> yeah, of there's course. There's something new every week. You just you can't help it, can you? No, I love it. I, I well, say, it's great. It's fantastic. I love it anyway. Well, it's still not to my liking. I yeah, want I the. I don't want any of the walls showing. I know. Um, if we had the budget, I can only imagine what you would do. Yeah. I can only imagine. Oh, it'd be great. Out of <laughs> it'd be great. But we're gonna start uh, filming these things and. Uh, Yep, we're going to get a YouTube channel eventually. Yeah. Uh, we we got a lot of things in the works, and we're going to take Big and Beefy worldwide, baby. Yeah, we got to. Yeah. We got to. And thanks thanks to the Wacko Network for helping us out. I mean, they're really Absolutely. walking us through this. We got Bob and Cat and Rich, you know, always hooking us up. You know, you got Chuck over there, too, that Chuck. You got Chuck, guys. Eddie BZ, you know, it, it's a pretty cool network. I mean, if you're listening to us, guys, you know, sometimes just tune in. And listen to these guys call up, 
I mean, it's fun. It's just basically, you know, all the pe- all us people with the show, we just sit in a room and start talking, right, Clint? Yeah, you know, you know, you know what it is. <laughs> basically, we're all out of our friggin' mind, so yeah. that's what makes all these shows what they are. Because not one of us is normal. And I don't mean that in a bad way. We're all, we're right. all whacked out. Well, you know, we, we have a need to be noticed by other yeah. people. Yeah. You know, we, we want media. Media whore number one, media whore number two over here, right? There's no being you, Rob. You, without a doubt, you are the funniest media whore I've ever Yes. Seen. There's no question about but it. I, was, I actually left my house an extra 15 minutes early this morning by like 10 after 7, and just to see if we were in the paper. What were you in the paper? Was we, Eddie not in the paper? Our picture wasn't. But Pam, the uh, food editor from the Staten Island Advance, took our picture and said, this is for something else. So God knows what she's got up the sleeve. Okay. But they had a mention. They mentioned the radio show in there. And, uh, you know, actually yours, was it was pretty cool. It was like, uh, uh, she quoted me. <laughs> she quoted me on, like, whatever, like, oh, the, the shrimp one or whatever, as he stood next to uh, his radio co-host, Celebrity chef, friend, you had a million like slashes with all things Clemenza Caserta. Nice. It was it was cool and it was a little bitty shout out. They had all pictures of the thing, mentioned the winners, actually mentioned a couple of the wrong restaurants. You know, they said Beso one, which it was blue, same chef and owner, but you know. Right. You know, shit happens. Yeah, but uh, you know, yeah, we got getting in the paper. Second time we got in the paper, they did the, the full story on us a couple of right. weeks back. You know, yeah, it's great. Cool. And we, like, we don't care what it's in. I just don't want it to be in the obituary. Yeah. You know, because exactly. that's, that's tough, because then I can't enjoy it. I can't cut it out, hang it up. You know what I'm saying? Which Rob has everything he's ever been in cut up and oh, hung yeah. up somewhere. Chef coats hanging up and, yeah. you know. At this point, why don't you get some double face tape and stick yourself to the wall? <laughs> I would. Well, I tried to clone myself. I might come here next week, and you may be hanging from the wall because you are crazy enough to do something like that. Yeah. Eddie Eddie BZ commented right now in the chat room. He said, we are crazy, but we're fun. And that's exactly what it is. Exactly. There's good crazy and there's bad crazy. Right. Right. Exactly. We're not, you know, the, the unfriendly crazy crazy. We're just whacked out. We just love to talk and to hear ourselves talk. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, we could be quiet, you know, people that don't want to do anything, just, and then we wouldn't have a show. Exactly. You know, uh, and if, why do we announce our guests tonight, too, that we got coming on? Right. right? We got uh, from Hell's Kitchen Season 11, Ray, Chef Ray Alonghi from yeah, Quincy, yeah. Massachusetts. And then we got a good buddy of mine, uh, Nicola Riccardi, or Nick Riccardi, from owner of Tavola and Rocco's. I used to work for him years ago when he owned the Viceroy. He owned Stella's. He owned... Uh, Stella! Oh, I know that was coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just totally threw off my train of thought here. He had owned uh, Cast Iron Cafe and uh, his own restaurant, Cola's, which is phenomenal, great little Italian food. Yeah. And now he's got uh, Tavola. The new one, which was the old Manganelli's Deli, by the way. Oh, all right. Which was um, one of the first delis ever in New York. I, I, he'll give you the history of it when we get him on. But, uh, you know, maybe we should uh, go into some news a little bit in a few minutes. Or so. Yeah. Now, you know what? Let, let's play. How about this? We're, we're going to change it up because we always forget oh, to play hey, our sponsors. Hey, we hey. always forget to play our sponsors. Yeah, vinyl. vinyl you want to uh, find the, uh, the uh, vinyl sauce. I like that one. Now, who's that? Chuck Skull that does that commercial? 
I believe so. I definitely that's that's a so. pretty pretty fantastic commercial, if I don't say so myself. Yeah, except uh, you know, of course, we're having a little technical uh, issue here, and I just got booted off. Yeah, just hit up in the corner. Yeah, You're good. You know, Eddie Eddie BZ just said, uh, "Who is the celebrity chef that died today?" But we're going to talk about that yep, in the news. Yep, we'll get that we'll get that going in the news in a few minutes. And uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to get commercial in about right, well, forty five seconds or so. All right, you know what? We'll we'll do the news now, and then we'll cut into a commercial. Yeah, How's that? CTF News with Big and Beefy. All right, so uh, Eddie, just to answer your question, the news: famed Chicago chef um, who Charlie transformed Trotter. American fine dining. Charlie Trotter was found dead today at age fifty-four. I you gotta know. say, I'm a little upset about that, man. Uh, Trotter is known for his seafood. Um, guy's got well over fourteen or eighteen cookbooks. Yeah, you know, I have most of them. One of my inspirations too, when I was up and coming, when I first got his um. Buddy of mine has given me a seafood book. And just some of the things in there were, were mind-blowing what this guy was doing right. so many years ago. Um, very outspoken guy. You know, I, I feel bad. You know, yeah. I'm a little upset. The culinary world took a little yeah. bit today by losing one, uh, one of the world's right. greatest. I found out something I have a little in common with him, that he never went to culinary school either. Wow. He, was, he went to college, which I only went for three weeks. But he went and he was like a psychology major or something like that. But... uh yeah, he was famous for his classical French with an Asian influence, which is yeah. perfect, you know. Yeah. That's that's a real good mix. A lot of people said he was kind of a hard ass to work for and whatnot. Yeah, but you know what? When, when you strive, like people say that about Ramsey, you know, but you know what? These guys are striving for perfection, and, and they've given everything they have in their life and in every day to make other people happy by putting out great food. And you want what you want, man. And right. Hey, I, I was uh, I was nice to everybody, and my place closed after three years. Yeah. You know, you, can, you can't be friends with everybody. But a pretty cool fact that I found out about him was that he used to have his waiters put double-sided tape on the bottoms of their shoes so that when they're walking around and serving tables, they're picking the lint off the rug. I got to tell you, I, I love that idea. Yeah. I love that idea. I wish they would walk on half of my clothes. I can jam a broom up your, you know what, make you walk around and sweep at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And another celebrity chef, a few chefs worked under him, but uh, from MasterChef, Graham Elliott worked yeah, under him. And correct. he, you know, he mentioned some stuff about him and, and everything in the paper. But, uh, you know, God rest your soul, uh, yeah. Chef Trotter, uh, you'll be missed, you yeah, know, definitely. and uh, I hope I don't go at 54. I hope I make it to 54. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, but, uh, well, you yeah. better. I mean, we don't have that many archives yet to keep playing them, you know? <laughs> Thanks. I feel low. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, definitely the culinary world took a hit today. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. Trotter. Yeah. You know? And uh, speaking of dying early, we have some more McDonald's news. Uh, Mainly Chicago. This is, for some reason, just Chicago McDonald's right now that they mentioned. What's up, yeah, what's up with that? Uh, you know, I don't get it. I don't know. I, I know they're... It's a well, franchise or whatever. I but. New York was had some issues with McDonald's with some drug deals and some people with guns in there. Yeah. Issue. But now we got Chicago with Mickey D's. What's going yeah. on in Chicago, Rob? Well, the dollar menu and more added five new items to it, and oh, I really yeah. wish they would do it here. Well, what are the five new items? I'm a little curious. Well, we got 
And this is only in Chicago. I don't know. For a buck, they have a Buffalo Ranch McChicken. So they added instead of just the McChicken we have, they got Buffalo and Ranch on it. That 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 that's all right. Maybe they're testing the market in Chicago. I don't know, but right. I, can, I can go. Now how about this one for Uh-oh. a buck? It is right up my alley. Got to ta- be bacon. Something. No, not yet. All right. It's taco chip topped barbecue ranch burger. Taco chip. So it's like Fritos. Interesting. I mean, I, I put them on my sandwich anyway. But I had the French fry burger. Not to, not to just go off subject, but yeah. I, tell you, I had the French fry burger at Burger King, uh-huh. and I had one French fry on it, folded in half. Right. You just order a small fry and do it yourself. But only that happens to me. I know you have no, you have no. We did the whole drive-through thing yeah. a couple of times, so we're not even going to rant and rave about that. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, you know, yeah. it, it happens. You always get screwed, dude. How goes to Burger King? What I want, look, right, let me just say this: the person next to me ordered the same one in the car, and she got a shit pile of fries on. It. I got one fry folded in half. I couldn't even hear the guy. But now that our mics are good, now that our mics are good, it's uh, a little feedback. But uh, now for two dollars on the menu. They got a two dollar menu. Well, it's the dollar menu and more. The dollar menu and more. All right. So they just amp up the dollar menu ones. They got a bacon. Dollar menu on crack or on steroids. Yeah. Well, it's basically as you can see, it's the dollar menu with bacon on it. Uh, so they got the bacon cheddar McChicken. The they, bacon cheddar McChicken. Yeah, that sounds. I good. just like saying that. Yeah, exactly. We have the bacon buffalo ranch McChicken, and a bacon McDouble beef. Ooh, that's nice. Bacon McDouble beef. Right. Yeah. And wait, wait, little more news. McDonald's, the McRib is returned. But now it's being touted as the ultimate pork sandwich, and that. Just as yeah, wrong because yeah. I love the McRib, I really do. I like biting into the little pieces of bone that they missed in the grinder and stuff. And right. uh, but the ultimate pork sandwich, I think not. No, not even. I mean, I used to make pork sandwiches that were the ultimate pork. I used to have uh, oh, what the hell was it called? Um, it I had sausage and peppers with pulled pork and bacon on it. Yeah. And well, this one. Yeah, well, this one, uh, what the hell was it? Um, I forget the name. It's probably on that menu up there, but it was on focaccia, on a focaccia square. You got me right off the bat. Double cheddar on both sides. Yep. Barbecue sauce, pulled pork, grilled ham steak, and bacon, and it was prepped. I got to tell you, you had me at focaccia square. I love them. I brought a tea out of my eyes. I love focaccia squares. I had all of, all, most of my Circles, old sandwiches. Isosceles, triangles, I yeah. can focaccia anything. Yeah, especially when you toast it up, it has. It's almost like it's almost like the creme brulee top that you yeah. crack, and it cracks, and then you got the the, the bread in there. See, now I'm hungry again. Well, we're always hungry. That's all we do is talk about uh, food well, for two hours. This is why I, you know, I, I we talk about food. I go home, I watch the Food Network, and before you know it, I'm making myself a cheeseburger at three o'clock in the friggin' morning. <laughs> Something's not right with this. <coughs> There's right. never anything right. So McDonald's with the, uh, you know, here's a trick, by the way, yeah. if you're going to Mickey D's. Get their dollar double cheeseburger and ask them to put Big Mac sauce on it. 
Phenomenal. You don't have to pay the four dollars for a freaking Big Mac. Because the only thing that makes the Big Mac is the sauce anyway. Right. So get the double cheeseburger for a buck. But they got hit now. They banged me for seventy five cents for Mac sauce the other day. Ah, well yeah, well, nothing's free. Let's take a caller. All right. Hey, you're chewing the fat with big and beefy. What's going on? Yo, 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 my gentleman friends, it's Pete, Chef's Life Apparel from Florida. What up, Petey Silvano? How are you, buddy? What's going on, guys? Not much, man. How you been? We're chewing the fat. Good. What's up, Clem? I said we're just chewing the fat. You know. I'm chewing the fat, yeah. Actually, actually, it's funny you said that. I just made an old school dish for dinner. My daughter takes a bite, gets a little piece of fat in her chicken. I made chicken franchise. Simple, nice. easy, great dinner. Yeah, you know, I went old school, and it's simple. My daughter takes a bite, gets a little bit of fat in there, freaks out, has a tuna sandwich. Wow. <laughs> really? And then we get in an argument, we bump heads. And I'm like, listen, you don't have my taste. Like, you know, you should, I mean, if it was me and my dad, and I sat at the table, he would have smacked me a couple times and said, eat your freaking food, and that would be that. But no, yeah, or, nowadays, or don't eat. Spoiled. Yeah, you have sleep for dinner. Or don't eat, you're getting no dinner, and that's it. You eat this, or you eat nothing. Yeah, we used to have to that's sit it. at the table, and we couldn't get up until we that's, finished that's it. it. Or until I tried to tell her that, and I said, and if I did get smart, which she got a little smart, I got a whack. And she's lucky. I don't do that. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. You know, well, no one's allowed to anymore. About it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, what it, are you going to do? I said, I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk about fast food, coming from some good chefs, and you're talking about fast food. Yeah, you well, know? it's like the food news, because that's, you know what, the last thing I really want to do is cook after working all day. Although I do yeah. enjoy it sometimes at home, like on a Sunday when I'm off, well, I'll do some cooking. Yeah, but sure. here's the other thing, too, and Pete, I'm sure you can appreciate this as well. When you're in a restaurant every day, 365 days a year, and you're cooking Absolutely. steaks, shrimps, and lobsters, and... You know, pansy and foie gras or any dish you want. Sometimes the garbage food seems appealing because you're so sick of all the good stuff. Yeah. So a quick yeah. burger. No, I, I, I agree pizza. with you 100%. Well, but is, is this thing, I don't know if you know Grace Papyrus in Manhattan, home of the 50 cent hot dog. One of the most yeah. sought after places by most top chefs in Manhattan to go there and have a hot dog because it just you're so oh, yeah. sick of all the. All the good stuff. They cook them on aluminum foil yeah, on their grills. On yep. And it. it's got this. The skin is like the thickest skin I've ever had on a hot dog. I love it. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I had, I've had them. They're phenomenal. And yeah. you're right. I mean, I don't like, I don't like you know, fancy shit at home either. I don't, I mean, I make basic, easy stuff. I'm the kind of guy, I like a one-pot dish, you know, like ground beef, some peppers and onions, and some mushrooms and tomatoes, throw some rice in there, simmer it down, and done. That's it. I'm out of there, you know. That, oh, stuff yeah. like that. Simple and easy, and I don't, you know, I don't, even when I go to restaurants, I don't order top-end stuff. Give me a steak and potato or a bowl of pasta and some clams or something, I'm happy. Right, exactly. You know? yeah, I'm a clam guy with bread. I want I want plenty of bread with my clams, yeah, and I want a side it. of butter with my steak, because I want to melt it that's on the it. top. I love eating a good that's clam. It. That's why they invented grills for guys like us. On Sundays, we want to sit back with beer, not even talk about exactly. work, grill out, watch a little football, and call it a day. Right, right. Exactly. Well, man, that's it. Like that. Give us a football game, some meat and a potato, and put us in the corner. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's so, it. So, uh, how's uh, Chef Apparel, her Chef Life Apparel going? Not bad. Not bad. I had the Philly show uh, a few weeks back in in, uh, in October. Uh, yeah, yeah, in Philly. So, uh, it went well. I didn't have any um, I didn't have any swag to bring out there. Uh, had some issues with the printer, which is he's now fired. But, I mean, 
It was good. I had a lot of uh, a lot of you know. I've got some orders coming in, which is really good. Um, I'm getting ready. I'm in the I'm in the works talking with um, his name's Chef Amadeus. He just won the um, uh, what is it? The uh, Extreme Chef Mexico. Yeah, he's got his own podcast yeah. on uh, Blog Talk too. Uh, Amadeus. And I think yes, they wrote that Amadeus. Amadeus. Yeah. Amadeus. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's actually it's a small world. He's um. We have a mutual friend from Jacksonville, Florida. He's originally from there. He was in the Navy there. And um, we have a friend that he worked with at the Marriott. I've known that we both known the guy over 20 years. And, and and back in the past, he wanted to hook us up. This is before Chef's Life Apparel came around. But um, he wanted to hook us up because we were, you know, just both chefs and everything. And uh never happened. So one day I saw him on I saw him on Facebook. I hit him up and like, hey, you know, this and that. And he's all, he's, he's gung-ho. So, um. He wants to, he wants me on his uh, his blog his blog talk radio show um, I think probably next week but he wants to uh, he wants to start doing some work with me and, and sponsorship uh, wise so you know got that in the works. Um, I told you when we talked before the food show, before I even came to New York, we talked. And I said, uh, once I get that out of the way and get situated and get back to Florida, let's talk. Let's do it. I'm game. Yeah, man. Awesome. I'm game, man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I got, you want to hear a funny thing, man. Um, the other day, um, I just, I started working again, doing, doing some, uh, production work at this catering company and stuff, and uh, the guy's talking to me, and I'm a big guy. Clem, you're a big guy. We're all big guys, but Clem, Clemenza and I are built like Italians, short, stocky, and round, you know? And anyway, he says to me, he goes, you know what you remind me of? Who's the guy from Staten Island? And he was on Hell's Kitchen. I said, are you kidding me? I said, Clemenza? And he goes, yeah, my and my sister watch this show. And I went, you got to be kidding me, right? And he's like, no. And I said, I look nothing like him. I said, I don't have a ponytail. I said, we're two different types of Italians. I'm up with say, I said, what? Clem, you're what? Calabrese? Nobly done? Half Sicilian, half Nobly done. All right. So you're, so you're a little half. You're half and half. So I'm a, I'm a totally different. We look totally different. I'm half Irish, so I don't have a tan. I can't get I can get tan, but I don't have a, a, the, the same color, the skin color. So you're full-blooded. I'm not. So and I was like, I said, really, you got to be kidding me. I said, that's funny you said that because I know the guy. And uh, so it was, it was funny. And I, I thought, it, so he's like calling me Clemenza now. I'm like, listen, my name is Pete. You call me Pete. And that's where we're going to go. That's it. That's where we're going to go. So anyway, I thought it was a funny story. And I was like, you know, I got to tell this guy this story. But um, but anyway, yeah, I'm definitely you know, I'm definitely uh, interested, guys. Let's, let's uh, you know, when you guys get around to let's talk. Let's see what we can do and get it out there because, um, I've got some uh I got some other food shows coming up in the down the pipe that I want to get involved in. Um, you know, so on and so forth. So the, the website yeah, oh, I got to tell you though, the whole Bing and Beefy thing's starting to blow up. I'm I'm starting to have people come up to me and and call me Beefy instead of Chef Clemenza from Hell's Kitchen, which is nice. completely nice. freaking wild. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, but that's me, Pete. <laughs> yeah. That's Rob screaming at me cuz we don't leave the house. <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, let's definitely let's definitely you know what you know what I, I got a, I got an idea. I'm not even gonna say it on the on the air because I don't want to give somebody else an idea. But I'll tell you guys about it later. But uh, I'll talk to you guys this week or or, or uh, email you. I got some ideas for shirts. I think you'll like. So uh, you know, but yeah, let's definitely talk. I'm, I'm I got a million ideas. We we can do a lot of things, Pete. Rob's got some great things. I'm telling you, we we oh, yeah. can rock 
out. Yeah, man. Let's uh, take another yeah. caller. Hold on. Hold on there, Pete. Sure. You're chewing the fat with thinking beefy. How are you? Oh, the wacko one is back. Yeah, baby. Wacko Bob. Ha, 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 Ernie, har, har. Oh, man, it's, it's... How you doing, buddy? Where you been? Uh, you been on the land? What happened? You got people looking for you? You just disappeared off the face of the earth. What, what happened? Oh, a lot of things happened, I'll tell you. It's, um, yeah, it's, been, it's been crazy with the things I've had going on. So it's, uh, you know, either way, it's, either way it's good to be back. But uh, I'll tell you, the... Um, um, you know, but uh, you know, with uh, some of the problems we've had with uh, uh, financially here on this end and everything, you know, especially with um, with uh, someone who's uh, who just happens to be an ex sister-in-law, pretty much decided she she should get more and everything from my brother to the point to where we had to bail him out instead of paying our own bills. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe at this time we should all get together and just go rob a friggin' bank because we're, we're we're all struggling for cash here. Yeah. We just uh, can't wear the Wacko that. Network logo anywhere. Yeah. Maybe we should wear the Wacko <laughs> Network logo in there and start taking over everything. Hey, Wacko, we also got another caller. Uh, Pete Silvano is on from uh, Chef Life Apparel. Yeah, hey, buddy. what's going on, buddy? How are you? Uh, it's going good, guys. <laughs> nice. Bob back in action. This is what we like to hear. Oh, yeah. How, how does the sound sound on your end there, Wacko? Uh, it sounds great. It's uh, uh, sounding great so far and everything. A lot of this has to do with the fact that they did a whole big format change on BTR, which I'm sure people know about already. And uh, I think right. we're trying to make life easier for uh, a lot of us who uh, do a lot of producing and everything, uh, especially if we self-produce our shows. And, uh, and uh, you know, so we're, you know, I, th- I, think we're getting somewhere, I think we're getting somewhere with it all. Yeah, Rob just went out and got us a fancy schmancy soundboard that we're, we're rocking tonight for the yeah. first time. So, uh, yeah. Then the new mics are next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as we can get some money. Uh, we did a lot of networking last night. Well, now we're going to strike on some sponsors. So uh, we're getting ready to move up big time, man. Oh, definitely. You know, And I'm glad to uh, be able to promote my show and the uh, the places that were. That I felt we're really getting us uh, those uh, numbers and everything, too, which. Uh, which was looking great and everything too, and uh, you know I'm surprised so too that uh, you know that even though you know everything uh, all said and done, you know archive hits are still uh, through the roof and everything. Oh and that's yeah, a good yeah. Thing. That, that's freaking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you brought up uh, the Big Mac sauce and everything, and I have to agree with you on that one. I'm telling the Big you, Mac it's sauce, you know, right now. I hate to I mean, say you know, it, 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 it's fast food, it's McDonald's, it's fucking horrible. But there's something to be said about that Big Mac sauce. Yeah, but who's this guy, Big Mac, that's making that sauce in the back room? I don't know. Are you kidding me? Who's Big Mac guy? The, the, I don't know. There have been so many videos about the Big Mac sauce and everything and the secrets behind it. I, there's basically two different ways of making the uh, Big Mac sauce and everything uh, using uh, using a couple of different ingredients in one. And then you had the uh, the the uh, the uh, main chef or uh, the uh, – McDonald's in Canada that showed how the uh, Big Mac sauce was made and how you can uh, basically make the Big Macs at home and everything. And it's, uh, it's I think just, it would be ketchup, mayo, relish, onion, and maybe a shot of mustard in there. Yeah. Maybe. But you know, down uh, south, they put mustard on all their burgers. 
Yeah. Like if you go to McDonald's we were, and like Myrtle Beach, it's slathered in yellow mustard. Well, they don't know what the real hot dog onions are either. They put raw onions on right. the hot dog from coleslaw. So there's a little weird things. But yeah, you're right. The mustard on the burger thing is a little. Uh, yeah. Speaking of hot dogs, my buddy and yours, we went to high school. Remember Tom Casatelli? Sure do. He just opened up another bar in Bay Ridge, and it's called the Lockyard. And the whole menu is artisan sausages on one side and all different hot dogs on the other. And that's Why it. Are we not going there? We're going to be going there. I was talking to him the other day, and I was like, I can't believe you made that menu. I love it. Yeah. And he's got a cool, like, California taco place on 3rd Avenue. Yeah, he's he's really yeah, really uh, doing some stuff. Yeah, Hobra, it's yeah. Hobra tacos. Got the radishes yeah. sliced on it and stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, that was a burger. Go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. Let's not bringing food to the show yet because I'm freaking starving now. Yeah, yeah, we're eating Skittles from last week <laughs> from the Halloween show. You guys do this every week. You get going, you talk about food, and they both go, you know what, I'm freaking starving here. Somebody needs to deliver pizza or something. We figured every week. Well, here's the thing. You wouldn't tell by looking at it, but we, after running around all day and then coming right here, there's never any time to eat in between. So by the time I get here, I'm a poor little fat hungry kid. Yeah, and these master chefs who can, who can make a very good gourmet pizza wind up calling Domino's instead. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I love, I love ordering for Domino's strictly because you can watch online who's making it, when it's getting uh, Really? Yeah, it's awesome. We have to try this. And I ordered from another hey. local place the other day, and they actually kept emailing me. Orders got, it's being made. Really? It's pretty wild, yeah. All right. All right. Technology so, nowadays, huh? Yeah, it's great. So, uh, thank God they don't do that in the uh, in the kitchens, you know. I'm telling you, they, you may lose a few cups. Yeah, they, yeah, they exactly. got a place in uh, Jose's bathroom, for... and he'll be making your pasta shortly. <laughs> well, they got a they got a place in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's a sushi place, real high end, and they have cameras pointed down at the sushi chef, and you can watch them as they're being as the sushi is being rolled. Oh, no, that's almost like a culinary school or something to do yeah, that. Like exactly, or food thing. demos. Yeah, but yep. uh, yeah, so um, we're gonna be calling Chef Ray in a, in a couple of minutes. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get our guest on in a few minutes, guys. So uh, Ray Longy, yeah. yeah, Uncle Ray, Uncle Ray, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, I haven't met him yet. He's a super cool guy, from what I hear. Though a lot of the guys that uh, you know, you know, I hang out with the, with Dan and Bar- and Barbie and, and Barrett and all them. They they love that guy, from what I hear. So that's a good thing. Plus yeah. he's a so, python uh, from Massachusetts. Oh. oh, yeah, by the way there, you remember uh, you guys had Diane DeMeo on? She um, she contacted me, believe it or oh, not. She, I, I told her. I was like, did, did, you call, uh, did you call my buddy yet? And she's like, well, yeah. she's in Mexico. Ha, 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 Ernie, ha, ha. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she, yeah, she's been super busy from what she says. So uh, yeah. I told her, so whenever she gets a chance, let's do this, you know. So, yeah, I you reached, know. Out, I reached out to her for you there, Pete. I, I you appreciate know. that there. Good looking out. Yeah, man. So, uh, well, you, Pete, you want, to, you want to stay on the line? We're going to do a commercial and then call Ray? Do you yeah, want to stick absolutely. On? Absolutely. I'll stick on, sure. In a second, we're going to take a commercial break. So I'm just going to mute your mics and stuff, and then uh, All right. take care we'll of your be sponsors. Right. All right. All right. Yeah, so um, let's do a little Christmas ski watch, and then we'll call uh, Chef Uncle Ray. Ray.
Christmas is not far away. Come catch Santa on his sleigh. Time is precious. Seize the day at Ski's Watch and Clock. Ski's been in business for 20 years. He knows his stuff, so have no fears. He knows about all those tiny gears inside every clock. When you come to Ski's Watch and Clock, his variety is huge. From wristwatches, pocket watches, stopwatches, desk clocks, mantle clocks, grandfather clocks, new and previously owned reconditioned pieces. Right now, with Christmas so close, we will only accept light repairs till after Christmas. The elves are busy enough as it is filling Santa's sleigh. Don't let the Grinch stop you from filling the stockings or putting things under the tree this year. If you're worried about getting someone a gift, you can put items on layaway with just a small deposit. Thanks to Ski, you can send that stupid Grinch to his bedroom with no dinner or TV and no computer or PlayStation. By now, you must be wondering where Ski's watch and clock is. It's located in beautiful downtown Winter Haven at 106 West Central Avenue, Florida, just across from the main post office. Call 863-294-5630. Again, that number is 863-294-5630. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're about to get Chef uh, Ray Alonghi on from season 11. All right. Ray, tell me, I got to ask you right off the bat, does that song bring back memories, give you the chill oh, a little bit? <laughs> yeah, it sure does. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, it, it's just, it seems like it was uh, just yesterday when I was just, uh, you know, getting my butt kicked and getting screamed at by uh, by Chef Ramsey. Yeah, that brings back memories, man. It was, it was some of the best times of my life. I had a blast. Nice. Uh, for you guys that are listening to us, this is Chef Ray Alonghi from Quincy, Massachusetts. Season 11 of Hell's Kitchen. And, uh, yeah, Clem. Yeah, Ray, not a, Ray, not Ray Clem, all this, all this Hell's you know? Kitchen talk. <laughs> Got to ask you the, the question that I ask everybody and has uh, been asked to me a million times is, uh, what did you think of Gordon Ramsay, man? How was it? How was it working with him? I, I, I got to tell you something. You know, the guy's younger than me. So, I mean, I think, I, you know, people said to me, was he, you know, is he a jerk? Is he a good guy? And I got to tell you, I absolutely love the guy. Um, you know, we kind of had a, I'm not saying we had a, a different, well, yeah, we had a different relationship, I think, than um, he may have with somebody who's, you know, uh, 20, 25 years old. I'm 53. He's, what, 46, going to be 47 another week, I guess. Um, yeah, I think he expected some more more of me. I think he was he was a little hotter on me. Well, he said he was. He's, he's hotter on me than he's ever been on anybody uh, and he just figured I could take it, being you know that I've been in the business and and I'm and I'm older than him. You know, he, he should have showed me a little bit more respect. I am his elder, but uh, no, phenomenal <laughs> guy. He, he's got his, and you know, you you know, you've been around the man. He's got a sense of humor that's just it's just crazy. The guy, he's a, he's a freaking riot, you know. Yeah, the stuff he comes very, out with, not, uh, not just on the show, but off camera, you know. Very straightforward and to the point. We we got it. Looks like we got a caller coming in for you, right? We're gonna. See who this is, and uh, 
Hey, how you doing? You're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy and Chef Ray and Longy from Health Kitchen. How are you? Hello. Hello there, 732. How are you? All right. Well. All right. We had somebody on the line for you, Ray. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, well, well, to and to answer their question, absolutely. That guy took the words right out of your mouth. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let of course me, I would. I don't know. <laughs> let me ask you this too. What, 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 where has it gotten you after the show? I mean, has it gotten you a lot of notoriety? You know, what has the show done or, or has it done for you? You know, I'll, I'll tell you, it's funny because, um, you know, you don't realize some of the things. You know, I'm, I'm at the restaurant working and. And, you know, a waitress comes up to me and says, hey, chef, you know, somebody out there wants to say hello to you. And, you know, it's, it's just, you love it. I absolutely love it. But I didn't realize, um, you know, that I got that type of notoriety. I mean, I had a lady come in the restaurant and was just jumping up. I went out there and she was in tears. I felt like I was like Elvis Presley, man. I'm telling you, it was yeah. unbelievable. Oh, yeah, no, it was crazy. I, I, it was, I was just like, just standing there. She was going absolutely bonkers, you know, because she was my age. I mean, she was like in her late 40s, you know what I mean? She's just like, oh, my God, I love you, you know, and just, just you know, like, you know, you, what, I, you know, I guess like I'm the AARP chef of uh, Hell's Kitchen, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and well, I related to them, I guess, you know? Yeah, well, a lot of, you know, you don't really realize who watches the show. And, I mean, there's millions of people, and you can, you hit them – you know, you could have said one thing, or they remind you know you remind them of somebody, and it really yeah. is weird. Like the the kinds of people that actually recognize you, you never think it. Yeah, like well, I you know, say. it's funny you said that because Justin from last season, you know, I mean, I never met Clemenza. I mean, we're, we're buds, you know what I mean? Because we have that that alum, you know, that HK alum kind of thing going on. You know, we've been there, done that together. It's funny you said, you know, how you touch people or you know how they relate. Justin from last season. I remind him of his dad, and that's yeah. the, the reason he. Yeah, that's the reason he watched it because you know his father's a chef, my dad was a chef. Uh, you know, it's in his family, it's in his blood, kind of thing. And I'm I'm pretty much his dad's age. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it was like watching his dad oh, on El Kitchen. So I thought I was the old doggy. I was being forty-two. I mean, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> Boy, I got I got underwear as old as you. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> well, well, the show the show I just shot, uh, I was 43, and everyone was in, well, with the exception of the girl, was like 30-something, but she looked like she was 18, and everyone else was in their young 20s. Nice. And oh, it was geez. like, and I never, and I'm like, wait a second. And I looked younger than half of them, you know, like these, these kids yeah, from Vegas and California. I don't know if they party hard or what, but... Something's going on there. Ah, I was—I really felt like a grandfather. And then all the producers come up and like, listen, you got to talk to these kids. You got to get them to start <laughs> talking on the microphones and stuff like that. They're, they're, you know, but it, it's good. It is now. I'm finally no, noticing that I, I'm alive. Sometimes yeah. I do have. Yeah. I may be a moron. I do know a lot of. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Man, hey, take I, it. I, you I, know. I got to ask you the other magical question I ask everybody. If there was one episode or one defining moment on the show that you could have went back and did different. Oh, one? You just want one? One. I'm sure there's a million of them, but just that one. There's always that one thing. Like for me, I'll give you the example. My signature dish 
I went up against Christina. I had a um, chop like Valdestano stuff with prosciutto and fontina with yeah. pesto grilled potatoes and saute broccoli knob and with a wild mushroom uh, red wine demi on it. And I decided right. to hit it with a little bit of truffle oil, and I spilled a little bit of the truffle oil on the freaking plate. And, of course, that's the last bite he took. Ramsey had to take that blob of truffle oil on the mushroom, and that's what caused me to point. That was the one thing that I went, and I had it in my hand. I was debating back and forth. I was like, should I, should I? I was like, fuck it, like three seconds left, and it wound up biting me in the ass. So. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? If you watch all these cooking shows now, like the truffle oil is a no-no. Yeah. Because yeah, like, it should be like outlawed. It's like all perfumes and stuff like that. Yeah. And, but who yeah, knows? You you got to put on, you got to put it on with like an eyedropper. You know what I mean? You, you right. Just like I see guys using it on French fries and they're dousing it on the French fries. I'm like, no, 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 no. Rub the bowl with it. Toss your fries right. in it. It's all you need. It's just a hint. You know what I mean? First of all, personally, I think the stuff should be like illegal. I don't even think it should exist. But that's right. just <laughs> that's just me. Like not, saying, move, not saying I've never used it. Not, I'm not saying I've never used it. I'm kind of a hypocrite like that. But, you know, if for me... The, the, you know, one uh, there's a couple because I'll be honest with you. I've been doing this for a long, long time. My dad, my godfather, they cook for Queen Elizabeth. I mean, I, we cook for some celebrities, and we've done some amazing things. I come from a pretty decent pedigree. I'm not saying I'm that great chef, but I know what, about me is I, mean, I may not be the greatest chef there is, but I do know the difference between right and wrong and certain things you should and shouldn't do. Now, right. that being said, I can give you a laundry list of stuff I shouldn't have freaking done, but... One yeah, and it's hard for me to say one thing because I'm so tough on myself. You know, one thing, eh, you know, when I did the meatballs, I should have put them in the broth like I was going to instead of putting them on the plate. I should have put plate on plate. And the reason I didn't was in the very beginning when we did our signature dish, he had said to somebody, well, I'm not very big on plate on plate. You know, I, I don't really go for plate on plate. Yeah, you look at some of his stuff and it's plate on plate, meaning, you know, a nappy dish or a monkey dish or a, a broth bowl sitting on top of another bowl served that way. His, his sticky, you know, his sticky pudding, he does plate on plate, basically a little decanter of uh, syrup on the same plate. So I didn't do yeah. that. I, I didn't do that. Had I done that, I would have got a point because it would have been nice and I would have put some sauce and some broth in it. That's one. I did a big stuffed lobster because, you know, that's what we talked about. And I could have done it a little bit different. I could have thought outside the box, and I do do that now. But I wanted to go with traditional New Boston, New England-based off lobster, you know, and that's what I did, Ooh, and it was amazing I love how if he had actually freaking tasted it, but he did Right, you, you, know? you just brought me back to my uh, Nantucket days working when you said lobster. I, how do you do a lobster? You, put a, you open the shell up, the whole body's got stuffing in it. You know, the freaking, the judge was like, oh, that's scary. I'm like, geez, I didn't mean to scare you, but Christ's sake, that's a big stuff lobster. <laughs> it yeah. is what it is, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. so... And, and I've seen big stuff lobsters like that, yes, in Vegas. So that was one thing, you know, it was a couple little things. But all in all, I had a blast. I, I made some great friends, which, you know, we're all very close. Clemens will tell you what kind of brotherhood we all have, you know what I mean? Right. So, I, got, oh, yeah. I spoke to Ray a, a, a half a dozen times on the phone, and I feel like I've known him for 20 years, and I consider him a friend. You, you go through that bond, it's just like... Right. No and not to mention, everyone's a chef, too. Yeah, no one else in the world can imagine what we went through, except oh, yeah. we were actually on the show, because it literally, they call it Hell's Kitchen for a reason. They don't call it, you know, 1990. No. Right. It's freaking <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. All right, all right. It wasn't the Holocaust, but correct. 
Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not a nice, nice kitchen. It's, it's Hell's Kitchen, and, and they yeah. swear a lot. You know, I mean, you know, I, I spent some time in the Marine Corps, well, a lot of time in the Marine Corps, and there's a certain bond that I have with guys and a couple of girls that I still, to this day, you know what I mean? Oh. I, I could show up on their doorstep, not talk to them for 10 years, I get a place to live, I get food in my stomach and money in my pocket, period. No questions asked. And, nice. and it's like the same way with, with, with the guys on the show. Everybody thinks Dan's a douchebag and Dan's an idiot. Dan's this. Dan's, really one, cool. Dan's one of my closest friends. I love the guy. I'm going to his wedding next week. You know what I mean? So Dan's been in the studio with us twice. He's, he's awesome. Love Dan. Yeah. Dan's awesome. You know, my wife is like, is Dan there? If I do an event, and is Dan there? Is Dan there? I'm like, yes, yes, Dan's here. Say hello. Hi, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Jesus you know, Christ. Yeah, he's like Eddie Haskell. Yeah, he really is like Eddie awesome. Haskell, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, Ray, that, that no one understands, too. And I, I try to tell people, because I always have a lot of people coming up to me and they're like, oh, you know, how did you do with this one? And how did you deal with this one? And, uh, you know, it, it's all the editing. But we got that same caller calling in. Right yeah, now. we're going to try this one again. Let's see. Hey, you're chewing the fat with Big Beefy and Chef Ray from Hell's Kitchen. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys tonight? We're doing good. Hey, yeah, for, how are you? For Chef Ray. How are you? We're how are doing you? I'm good. Just calling in to say hi and see how you guys are doing. What's yeah, your we're name? Doing good. What's your What's name? Your name? It's Jackie from Jersey. I call all the time. Hey, all right. Jackie from the Halloween show. How are you, Jackie? Yep. Yeah, I'm good. Chef How Ray. are you? Good. We have Chef Ray Alonghi from uh, uh, Season 11. Oh, huh? In Massachusetts. Okay. I got everyone. Quincy, Massachusetts. Okay. So, Jackie, so how are you? I'm good. How are you? I got a little good. cold, so. Oh, that's all. I hope you feel better. So, so what's going on with you tonight? Nothing much. I was just seeing what's going on with you guys, and, uh. Listen yeah, to you to the fat. Well, I'm glad you called. Hey, listen, do you want any recipes or anything while you got me here? I think sure. you've got, some, <laughs> you've got a good chicken soup recipe for it because it sounds I like think, you need yeah. it. You got one for chicken soup? I do. I need some really good chicken soup. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Chicken soup is a cure-all. For, I, you know what? Now I can go for chicken soup. <laughs> listen, I'll tell you what you do. I'll give you my – listen. You can tweet me at Chef Ray Alonji, and I'll do is this. I will post up, or I will tweet a um, a chicken soup recipe for you. All right. That well, sounds I'll put great. It on Instagram. I'll put it on Instagram. If you go to Chef Ray Alonji on Twitter, all right? Okay. Or, if, or, or even if you go to RayHK11, make it easy, RayHK11, you'll see, um, you know, I have my, my website. It's, it's com, and by the end of tomorrow, I will come up with a chicken soup recipe, and it will be on my website for you. Ah, you heard that. All right. At that point, I am here to serve. Yeah. Very good. Chicken soup for my soul. Absolutely. Absolutely. It will, will, chicken soup that will change your life. Chicken soup for the soul. Thank you very much. Don't be surprised, Ray, if me and Rob show up at your doorstep for some chicken soup. Yeah. <laughs> is that Clemenza? Hello, Clemenza. Okay, any, I'm going to stop by. Absolutely. Listen, my, I was brought up in a Sicilian family, so my door is always open. There's always something to eat. That's All good. Right. 
All right, guys. Have a good night. All right, Jack. Just mind to stop in and say hello. All right, great. Thanks. Have a great week. You too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You got a steady clientele of callers, man. That's awesome. Yeah. We actually got another one coming up. Is uh, is Pete from Florida? Hey Pete, how are you? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm still here. Still here. Hey Pete, how are you? Good, good, Ray. How are you? We uh, we we have mutual mutual friends. You may, you may, uh, you might have heard my name. Um, I got Dan, uh, Dan and Barbie and and uh, Barrett. Um, I'm with uh, Chef's Life Apparel. Oh yes, absolutely. I know. I know who. I know of you. I don't know you, but exactly. um, Yes, the name is. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Call each other. How you doing? Good. How are you? You know I'm from Massachusetts, right? No, I did not. I'm from, I'm a Springfield boy. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah the armpit is the armpit of the state. <laughs> no kidding. That's not too far at all. We should definitely uh, we should definitely chat. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. My father still lives there. He's still there. He's in East Long Meadow, which is right next to it. So yeah, yeah, the same no, I area. Know, I, I know exactly where it is. That's really oh, cool. Sure. Huh? Yeah, no, yeah. I was just up there actually. We actually have someone in our chat room from Revere, Massachusetts, too. Chuck. Hey. Wow. Revere. 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 That's my boys. How are you? Who's from Revere? Uh, he's in. He's in the chat room. It's. He's one of the DJs on the other shows. He's checking out oh, our no show kidding. tonight. Yeah. But awesome. uh. Awesome. Can I get a? Can I'm gonna, I want to give a quick shout out to my, rest in peace. Uh, um. What you call it? Uh, who passed away today? Charlie Trotter. Yeah, we did that. At yeah, the top. you want to hear something ironic? Is that today I was I worked today, and the chef of the catering company, the owner, we we're talking. He's like, I was doing some pastries today. He's like, here's a good pastry book. He hands it to me. He goes, that guy used to work for Charlie Trotter in Chicago. I'm like, you sure? And I looked at the name and I looked it up, and he did it. And we were like, yeah, Charlie Trotter, blah blah blah. And, you know, I get home. And then I see it all over, all over the place. I'm like, wow. That, oh. I, how, I mean, how often do you really mention his name? I mean, I, I do every once in a while. But nowadays, you hear about all the guy, the new guys coming up. You know, Sean Brock and and uh, you know uh, the, all the other guys. That, you know, David Chang and all these guys. You hear about these guys. You don't hear about Charlie Trotter or or uh, Dean Fearing and you know all the old school guys that really right. kind of made made a mark on 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 you know the sustainabilities and everything like oh, you know, without, without without a doubt Pete I got to tell you too it's funny one of the first books someone ever gave me as like a birthday present I forgot what it was was Charlie Trotter's seafood book and I yeah. absolutely fell in love with the recipes and his whole way of cooking and his whole style and the guy had a different outlook on things and uh we're going to bring Dude. someone else in to say hi right now to say yeah we got uh, another caller uh, Hey Bob, you're back for chewing the fat. How are you, buddy? And Bob is not there. <laughs> ah. Oh, oh there he is. And Bobbin. Bob, are you there? Oh. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. No. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll come back later. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, speaking of chicken stew, I used to work. You know, you work with a lot of, uh, you know. Uh, South Americans, Latino guys. Okay. They yeah, the yeah. Whenever I was hungover or under the weather. No, right where you're going, you know. some right now. <laughs> no, well, this are is you just trying, straight up. Are you talking about the little piece of garlic in the? Uh, no, the, no, the, this is chicken soup. It was just chicken oh, okay. stock that they reduced down, right? Hot yep. uh, chili flake. Yep. 
fresh lime juice cilantro. and a little and cilantro and a yep. little hint of uh, tequila. That's exactly. And it was the greatest thing ever. It was phenomenal. I mean, it, it yeah, would just clear you up. The and, greatest hangover yeah. thing you ever want to do is right there. Yeah, it was great. You know, you know hey. the, the uh, Norwegians uh, and, and other people may have a, what they call a hot toddy. And it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's a little bit of booze in there. And then the, the, the Brazilians, I worked with some Brazilians, and every time you get a call, it doesn't matter if you get a hangnail, you get the cold, you got, you know, God forbid, something major, you know, you get a, it doesn't matter. They take a piece of garlic, some honey, uh, they, you know, like a hot water, and they just, you drink this three times a day, you know, crushed piece of garlic in it, and boom, done. It, yeah, whatever you great. got, it knocks it right out of you. I mean, it's exactly. I gotta tell you a quick little hot toddy story. The first time I ever had it, I was in Virginia working at my uncle's place, and I wasn't feeling well. One of the waitresses made it for me. Man, I said, "All right, felt a little better. Make me another one. Make me another one." Within an hour, I had about three, three or four of these things. And let me tell you something: I was never more ossified in my life. I couldn't even get home. I don't remember how. And I, look, I'm, I have a couple of drinks, but I've never blacked out to where I don't remember how. I had no idea how I got home, woke up in my bed, had my husband's weapon. Are you sure it was just a hot toddy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, let me tell you, you drink a couple of these things. No, I know. Oh, yeah. Well, the hot, the hot, actually, the hotness actually makes it go through your system quicker. Yeah, it was a hot roof. It was a hot roofie. <laughs> a hot roofie. <laughs> 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 That's how it, that's how I get to marry. That's how I get to marry my wife. How do you think I get my wife to marry me? That's it, a roofie. She had a, she had a cold. Yeah. She had a cold. Next thing she was woke up. She was married to me. That's it. <laughs> this was long as Clem didn't wake up after a hot toddy with a Cleveland steamer. That was... Yeah. <laughs> imagine, hey, you imagine us picking up women. We're just looking for the ones that sneeze. That's it. Hey, I got a cure for you. I got a cure. <laughs> That's it. It beats the hell out of my EFA soaked rag. That's that's that's, <laughs> nice. that's my first date. That's my f- Yeah, that's your fail safe. <laughs> when in doubt, you... pull it out. Yeah. When in doubt, pull out it pull it out. <laughs> hey, let's let's let's, uh, hey, let's find out how good looking uh, Jackie is and we can doctor up that soup a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let's not ask what you're stirring it with. This is what happens when you put four chefs together in a conversation. This is what winds up happening. If any other normal people wouldn't be talking about this. Well, you know, funny you brought up what you stir it with. The last time, you know, me and Clem were together, you know, we decided to stir our hot toddies, and I screamed. He goes, what, too hot? I was like, it's too deep. (laughs) (laughs) That's the old, that's the old. That's the that's urinal joke. That's the old joke. bathroom joke. <laughs> yep. yep. And we were drinking it <laughs> in the bathroom. All right. I think we should move on to another, yeah. another, another question. So, uh, <laughs> so, Chef Ray, so uh, what are you doing now? Yeah, right. Tell well, I just uh, I, I took a position as an executive chef for uh, uh, a restaurant not too far out here. Um, changing around. Just some, actually get to work a little bit with Jason Santos. Um I think oh, you may right. remember him. him on the show, yeah, from uh, yeah, from uh, right. Well, he saw, he was on Hell's Kitchen season. Yeah, and, yeah uh, very well. Yeah. He's got a couple of restaurants out here. I was with the same restaurant group. Uh, I left them on Friday, and my tour of duty was, if you will, was up with them. 
Um, I stayed with them for about eight months, got things rolling in a new restaurant they get going. Uh, so now I'm off to the next adventure. Um, a couple more weeks, and I'll, I'll, I'll check back in with you then maybe and let you know what's going on with the new place. So um, oh, well. it's been fun. I do I do a lot of restaurant consulting. I, um, You know, something – actually, you'd ask me uh, what was my biggest regret. My biggest regret, I think, being not – you know, you said, what, what's one thing I take away? And I guess it's just probably self. Too nice. Um, but I think that's, that's helped away because I, I do have a nice nice guy. But in the kitchen, I'll, you know, I can be a total dick. And I think, uh, you know, not being that way. I, I'm not a saboteur. Uh, I'm not somebody who's going to, you know, uh, ruin somebody's dish or do anything like that, not, right, not to right. mention any names or anything. But... Uh, because I respect the food too much, but I, I think I was too nice. You know, I was more of a, a, a teacher and more of a helper, opposed to being sort of just steamrolled over everybody. And, and right. kind of the I am in the kitchen. You know what I mean? If you do something stupid, I'm going to be ass. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't like Joe. Uh, I mean, I was a few times. You know, a few things that happened. A few things. Some things you see. Some things you didn't see. A lot of it you didn't see. Um, but. I think more, my wife said to me, she goes, you know, I'm a little disappointed in you that you just, you know, we wanted you to go on our show because you're so much like him with your attitude and, you know, and things like that, that um, I didn't get to see that on the TV set. I see it with you when I work with you, and I see it with you at work, and people who know right. you know you, but um, well, I think you... that, that was probably the biggest thing. But I, I, listen, hey, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, well, you came away as everyone knowing you as a good guy, so... Yeah, you know, you I'm, I'm, really, I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm not a sweetheart in the kitchen. In the kitchen, right. I am a good guy. I'll do anything for you. I love having a good time. I enjoy, you know, people. But I, I saw what I saw, you know, sitting back going, geez, you know, Rams was the same way. Once in the kitchen, it's all business. I'm kind of like that myself. You know, I don't, I don't like to deal with anything. That's, you know, I always have that fear that, you know, my dad has passed that he's looking over me, and if he sees me doing something wrong, eat at my conscience. Right, right. You know what I mean? So oh, exactly. that's – and Clem will tell you the same way. He's the same way. I, I know he is from – you know, not that I've worked with him, but from what Barbie, who I absolutely adore, has told me about him, what, you know, uh, Rashmi has told me about him, that, you know, he's such a great guy. So, you know, and I know he's he's a perfectionist, and he, he likes to do things the right way too, so, you know. Right. You know my favorite thing was – from this, from your season was uh, that kid Jeremy when you when you guys uh, when he came back from getting sick and going to the hospital he came back and says I said, I said I I had to eat I had to eat more and and the first thing out of your mouth was I think you need a second opinion <laughs> yeah just I swear to God I was like this freaking guy I love him from that day forward I was like that was awesome because it was like you said it you were mean but you weren't mean no yeah uh, no. well. You know, it message? just came out, man. He, he was a nice kid. You know, he's a nice kid. He was a big teddy bear. He was a big teddy bear is what he was. He didn't, he, he he was. long in kitchens. You know, he, he was, was <laughs> he's he was the kind of guy, guy he likes to take, he likes to take long romantic walks to the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> My kind of guy. That's uh, all right. That's okay, man. Hey, listen. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, there was a good, yeah, a few good moments. I mean, I spent a lot of time, you know, Kremlitaya, as he did, I'm sure, in front of the camera, you know, uh, talking to himself. And, and sometimes some things get shown, some things don't. Um, 
but it, you know it is what it is. I appreciate everything they've done for me and everything they've. Um, they, don't, they don't tell you to say anything, but they kind of amp you up no. and get you going, and the room is all hot, and you, you just work friggin' eleven hours, and you're sitting on a tiny yeah. little stool in a friggin' box room talking to a speaker, and you know it's just <laughs> it, you know it, it, it'll get to you. And like Ray said, they only take bits and pieces out of there. Right. You know, I mean, I wasn't the guy that you know. I, I did. Some people I saw, you know, really rip each other apart. I didn't do that. I should. I, maybe I should have done that. Maybe it would have, I would have been, you know. But it's not in me to uh, to rip somebody apart unless I say it to their face. So, you know, you know, and, and you're right. Sometimes we. No, I don't want to say that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, no, it's, it's about integrity, you know, and, and and that's a big thing for me. You know what I mean? Right. All right, uh, so well, Shaq, I, I, I just want to wonder if uh, you'd mind to uh, go on hold and listen to the show. we got to pay the bills and play uh, an, an hey, guys, ad I'm right gonna, now. I'm going to get out of here, too. i got to clean this kitchen up before I get razzed. No. <laughs> clean, I'll go sip a beer, and I'll listen to the commercial. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. Nice meeting you guys. I, I will talk to you soon. Let's talk this week about those shirts. We're going to bring on another uh, guest, too, that I want you to talk to, Ray, if you got a few minutes. Buddy of, of mine, Nick, owns, uh, I heard of the old Manganelli's Deli in Manhattan. He just recently bought the whole building and opened up a place oh, called nice. Top. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to get him on the line, too, and we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. And remember to keep chewing the fat with you. Yeah. All right, we'll go to the commercial. Hey gang, Chuck Skull here. My buddy Larry's Vinyl Rock Source place to go if you're looking for hard-to-find albums or CDs. This month coming out, he has Bob Dylan, the complete album collection box set on CD November 5th. The Beatles, On Alive at the BBC, Volume 2, on CD and LP, November 11th. Black Sabbath, Gathered in Their Masses, DVD, on November 22nd. And also, gang, for all you Velvet Underground Lou Reed fans... Larry has a lot of their stuff in stock right now. And remember, Larry's a collector as well, so he doesn't charge collector's prices. Check out Larry's eBay store, Vinyl Rock Source Mail Order, his Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Vinyl Rock Source Mail Order. Like the page, tell them the Wacko Network sent you. Christmas is not far away. Come catch Santa on his sleigh. Time is precious. Seize the day at Ski's Watch and Clock. Ski's been in business for 20 years. He knows his stuff, so have no fears. He knows about all those tiny gears inside every clock. When you come to Ski's Watch and Clock, his variety is huge. From wrist watches, pocket watches, stop watches, desk clocks, mantle clocks, grandfather clocks, new and previously owned reconditioned pieces. Right now, with Christmas so close, 
We will only accept light repairs till after Christmas. The elves are busy enough as it is filling Santa's sleigh. Don't let the Grinch stop you from filling the stockings or putting things under the tree this year. If you're worried about getting someone a gift, you can put items on layaway with just a small deposit. Thanks to see. All right, what the heck was that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. I don't know, but we just lost. Uh, we just lost Nick too. All right. Well, we got some sound difficulties again. I still see Ray on the line. Not Ray's still here. Ray, how you doing? Ray's still there. Good, good. Was that all? Was that all messed up with you too? Yeah, it was a little. I heard uh, in uh, at the very end. Um, uh, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's happening now too with everything. I don't, I don't know. This is so crazy with this uh, with the sound on this thing. I don't know. Um, so how many people are here? How many people do we go out to? Um, usually, right now we're at an average of about anywhere between five hundred and a thousand people. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All Very off. cool. We get a lot of we get a lot of archive hits too. Nice. Yeah. So I mean that's. That's the biggest thing, but um, yeah, it's pretty wild. This is our tenth week, and uh, it's going pretty good. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'll, I'll promote you as best I can. All right, cool, man. Um, Let's try giving Nick a call back. He just called me on my cell phone. All right. Well, you can stay on the line. We'll, we'll, uh, I'll. We'll, we'll wait, 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 you yeah, we're, we're good. That was my phone ring. You hear my phone ring a minute ago? The, the loud old old phone ring. I hear phone ringing now. I don't know what is up with the sound here. I mean, it is crazy. It's it's so, got to so, be. There's a phone hey, ringing now. Hey, Clem, how's it going? There you go. Hey, how are you, buddy? What's up, Clem? How you doing there? Nick, can you hear us okay? I can hear you. You're kind of far away in a tunnel, but I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you fine, and we got uh, live on the air right now. Uh, Nick, say hello, too. We got Chef Ray Alonge from uh, Season 11 on uh, Hell's Kitchen on with us. Say hi to him, Ray. Say hi to Nick. Hey, hey boys. Hey, boys. How you doing there tonight? What's going on? What's going on in the food world there? Uh, you know, we're talking about all kinds of things. And uh, right off the bat, too, what I, I, I like to do, um, this is, by the way, Nick Accardi, owner of Tavola Restaurant in Manhattan, uh, Nick, tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the other places you own and uh, what you do. Well, you know, right now I'm at Tavola. Tavola's on 9th Avenue in Hell's Kitchen. It was the old Nine Arrows grocery store for 123 years. And we just took it over a year ago. And we have the largest wood-burning ovens in New York. And tonight the specials are off the hook. Right now we have a chef from Italy, John Cottabo from Florence. One of the specials is Wild boar and rabbit lasagna with bechamel. The pizza special tonight is sliced potato fried virgin olive oil with a hot sausage and caramelized onions in a wood-burning oven. Whole branzino basted with olive oil and fresh herbs. I wish you guys were here. The dining room is packed. The place is on fire. It's so fucking cool. It's really great. Wow. That's awesome. Hey, hey, Nick, I'll be up there in, uh, I think, Saturday and Sunday uh, this weekend. I'm coming out to a wedding uh. in in, uh, in New York City. And oh, uh, maybe I will stop by. Me. Yeah, yeah you know, to. we're going to see what the schedule looks like, and I'll definitely, you know, get together and, and, and stop by and say hello for sure. If we have the oh, you know, it, it, it's, 
become a hub for other chefs to come by and eat. And you know, when chefs come and eat here, it's my greatest it's my greatest compliment because of when course. I get foodies that really understand what's going on, it, it really it really says a lot that uh, you know we have quite quite a few well known chefs have been here to eat, and it's uh, it's always it's always an honor to have other enthusiasts uh, food enthusiasts to come here. Um, you know, I've I've had I've cooked with Clem for years, and cooking with him is always it's always an inspiration because we come from a very similar background. Both Clem and I come from Italian American backgrounds where we were lucky enough to have our grandmothers growing up. And I was telling Clem, you know, the joys of our grandmother's basements. You know, it's amazing what those women would cook in those basements in Brooklyn and Queens, and uh, just the, the food that they would put out of those basements, those. In those uh, those those enamel stoves and and oh my God, it's like you know. Oh, yeah. Just, I have friends that have like seventy thousand dollar kitchens in the Hamptons, and nothing comes out of those kitchens. And it's like you see these little tiny kitchens, you see, you see these basements and these Italian families, and the gastronomic wonders that came out of those basements was just inspiring. I mean, I have to say, it, it inspired me to become a chef and a foodie. It was there was just so much passion and love, everything from crabs and the sauce and, and babaluge and snails and, you know, homemade pastas. You know, I just remember my, my, my fat grandmother with her apron on and it just it was so comforting to be down there with her and everything was always the pots were boiling and the kitchen would smell great. It was so there was just so much love and comfort food. Uh, life 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 was simple then, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, right yeah. now yeah, I, I'm like I, now. I tell you, it's funny you say that because my uncle, my mom, you know, uh, down in the basement we used to have the parties. My grandmother's 90th birthday party downstairs, and my uncle Carl Sawa, you know, you walk out the back door, he has a patio out there, and and in the basement again, like you said, you right? Know, the refrigerator, the bathroom, you had to put the bathroom down there. They had that's the, it. The tables, the you know, they had the big, big, big uh, like curtains or drapes they put over the shelves so you don't see the in the back. You just open the that's curtain, right. and there's all the canned goods, you know, all the stuff. Oh, in there. the, the so pigs cool. feet, the, the pigs feet in the jars. You know, I used oh. to be afraid when I walked down the basement as a kid <laughs> to open the curtain. The freaking things, the pig feet in the freaking jar, you know. Oh man, the things that were in those basements, that homemade tomato sauce. Those yeah. pickled pickled vegetables and 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 just amazing what was down there. It was just it, and you know we it took for granted because that's how we grew up. Goodies. It was literally What's a treasure that, trove of it was a treasure trove of goodies of what you can get down there. And, amazing. Uh, I want to ask you guys this right now, since everybody, with the exception of unfortunately Rob, is, is Italian. <laughs> um, we got our top five. <laughs> so I feel bad for him. Yeah, no, 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 no. He, he's rocking and rolling, Rob. And, uh, here's how we, every week we do a top five, and we're gonna we're gonna get you guys involved in this. Um, a top five old school Italian dishes. And Let's for me, it. for me, I'm gonna say eggplant parmesan, a veal franchise, pizza rustica, which is one of the lost things that I haven't. Oh, had you stole that time. from me. I oh, that. Um, that's, chicken that, that's so good. It's delicious. And, and anything with puttanesca sauce, whether it's a... How, how about some blue claw crabs with a tomato sauce? Let's do that with some bugatini. Yeah, there you go. Old school. Old school. Let's go right old school. Let's do it. Maybe we'll make you forget a... And go get a hold of some, you know, some, some great uh, clams and mussels and, and, and some octopus like we used to make them in my grandmother's basement. And then my grandmother used to put the octopus in the pot and she'd pull it up and down. 
And yeah. the octopus would curl up, and all the kids would come around, and we looked at Grandma do that. It was, like, so cool to watch the octopus all curl up. It was so – and then they would make this wonderful octopus salad, and I remember eels with vinegar sauce was delicious. And that, that's, that's real gourmet. That's, that's really where it's at. You know, we were eating olive oil and fresh herbs from the garden way, way before it was chic. Now everybody's talking about fresh herbs and olive oil. That's how we ate. That's, that's the times we've been eating. We were the first to have bread with a crust on it in this country. We were the first to bring a real loaf of bread and the culture oh, yeah, of ab- wine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and, and the culture and, of wine with dinner. Before these times, we're drinking wine, homemade wine with dinner. It was unheard of in America. Now everybody drinks wine. Everybody has wine. But, you know, that wasn't always the case in America. It was the Italians that introduced crusty bread, wine, olive oil, fresh herbs. You know, and Jeez. then now all of a sudden everybody forgets where it came from. It came from us. Yeah. Yeah. And back, yeah. And back well, then I we gotta, were considered funny ask, people. I got to ask, were, I gotta ask Ray. Yeah. I got to ask Ray, Good. too, to chime in and Rob to chime in. What's some of your favorite uh, Italian, old school Italian uh, dishes? Ray, what well, about you? What do you got? You know, my mom used to make my mom still. I still say my mom made the best lasagna ever. So uh, for me at home, you know, she used to make. I used to like when she made lasagna. She used to make the veal cutlets, the real veal cutlets. You know, my not God, just wow. a veal, just cutlets, just a pile of freaking cutlets. That's uh, it. Exactly. You know what I mean? A big pile of cutlets. Uh, you know, I, what, I wasn't a big. What part of Italy is your family from, Rob? What part of Italy? We're from Aragona, Sicily. Ah, uh, you're Sicilian, like my family. Yeah, oh, my Aragona. Uh, up, we call ourselves, you know, the uh, Romanese, the Aragonese, or Romanese, as they say, up on the mountain. Uh, different, you know, re- my, different regions, different things in those places. Like Clem's oh, yeah. family's from Naples, and Clem would tell me they would do certain Neapolitan specialties. I'm like, cool, we didn't do that. Like, the Sicilian, we, you know, the Puttanesca, oh, yeah. that's, that's a Neapolitan dish. That's you a know, Neapolitan it was, dish. It was, yeah, it was, the, the hookers used to put the, they used to open the windows, the ladies of the that's, evening, that, as they call that's them. That's right. They would put the, they would put the bowls out, you know, the pasta out to open the windows, the guys would smell that sauce, that puta sauce, the, the putanesca, <laughs> the stinky sauce, and they would, it was such an aromatic flavor that the guys used the to come out, you know, hey, what do you got over there? Hey, come on in, you know? And, and I mean, that's how the story I was told, you know? Uh, but, and, and, and like, things in my region. Oh, it's amazing. Like Sicilian, like the pasta con sarde is something very Sicilian. Oh, yeah. And the pasta gazzardi with the, with the sardines, you know, with the sardines. And, right, we got and the, the pasta with the Rob for a second. Yeah, the gagoots. The gagoots. Gagoots. How about, yeah. well, how about I mean, the finish, I'm, right? I'm top five in there, Rob? Oh, well, I'm not Italian, but my best friend growing up, his grandmother, little tiny old lady Molly Conti, was great. And she, while all my friends were playing pool in a basement, I was up in the kitchen with her. She'd stand on like a milk crate next to me so I wouldn't tower over her. Yeah. She taught me everything. Uh, What's the last name, Conti? Conti, C-O-N-T-E. That's with and, my, uh, uh, my relatives. My relatives in Canada, they're Contis. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, uh, everybody's Conti. Everybody's related to Contis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like the Smith of Italy. But, uh, and how about those backyards they had back, those backyards, in those backyards had everything planted back there, basil, parsley, tomatoes, and everything, they would pick things out of the yard, oh, and yeah. now yeah. it's all, now it's all, it's all the same, now it's all, yeah. it's all trendy, Italians have been doing this since the beginning of time, we still do yeah. it that way. Hey, who grew up yeah. in Brooklyn? 
I guess. I'm a Brooklyn boy. Where about some Brooklyn? Yeah, anywhere near first beat. Ridgewood. Nickelbacker Avenue. Nickelbacker Avenue. Yes. All right. Any, anywhere near uh, East uh, East 91st Street. No, that was the other side of Brooklyn. Different, okay. different Italians in different pockets of Brooklyn. Like the Sicilians were in Nickelbacker Avenue. And yeah. from certain parts of Sicily. And also, Bensonhurst was very Sicilian. Now, the novel was My cousin was right. from Canarsi. There you go. Right. Yeah. Different, different people from different regions of Italy settled in different neighborhoods, and they stayed yeah. in those neighborhoods. Like Clem's family, they come from Mulberry Street, and that was real Nabodan. That was a Nabodan Mulberry Mulberry Street. Yeah, my stepmom, uh, my stepmom's from Mulberry Street. That's, that's, that's all. That's not Sicilian. That's all not going on, you know. Yeah. And the saint, and the saint is San Gennaro, which is the patron saint of Naples, is the patron saint that they celebrate on Mulberry Street for the feast. So the neighborhoods would have the saints from the regions of Italy, like on Nicobacca Avenue, you had San Giuseppe, because San Giuseppe was the patron saint of Sicily. So well, we, yeah. have Saint Paul. we have yeah. St. Paul. My family owns St. Paul. St. Paul, right, right here. Yeah. And that's in the one in Aragona. We got we to gotta, we gotta wrap this up for a second. We got a little uh, segment that Rob and I always do. And yeah, well, I, I just want to mention my, my, uh, my favorite foods from yeah, right. Italian foods. I, I got to get it. And they're being the German, Irish, <laughs> Hungarian guy. <laughs> You know, Ray mentioned lasagna. That's one of my favorites. You know, well, uh, Rob, if you want some good lasagna, you come on down to my place. You come down to Tower, I serve some good lasagna. Okay. And uh, of course, you know, you got your meatballs. Oh. The meatballs are, uh, you know, just making them. It was so therapeutic with with Molly. You know, it was great. You know, and, and frying them off and eating them without the sauce on them right out without of the Without the sauce. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And they what just sat in a big bowl with the sausage, you know, and the go sitting in the street. They yeah. sat in the sauce, but when you put them on the table, they sat in a big bowl. Ah, right. The smell of that great food. Ah, it's great. And then I got, you know, linguine and clam sauce. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's actually a tie with my muscles and, and a little marinara, you know, with some oh, bread on the bottom. Clem, Clem, Clem. I don't know if you guys know, but Clem is a seafood, Italian seafood master. That uh-huh. makes... Could do, could do miracles with seafood at times. That's his forte. Scungili, clams, calamari. Clams, you got to have clam make your seafood one of these days. I would, though. I always cook for this guy every you, week. You can't believe oh, what I can do. You wouldn't believe what I can do with a good clam. Oh, <laughs> that man's off the hook. I can imagine. And then, and then of course, it's the East, I know it is East Pizza. It was the greatest thing. Right. Well, you know, we, we yeah, were from... I, I got to agree. You got the regatta, you got the cheese, you got all kinds of... But then my number one, which I just had recently, is the porchetta. Uh, you know, that's I, 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 one of my favorite things. That's because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bacon aficionado. I love bacon. I love anything pork. Uh, all right. Now that you brought up the bacon, which I know you got to bring up every show because... I love it. I, I'm right with you. Right. Now, here's the question. We do a little food fight. We want you guys to chime in after this. Say pancetta. Rob says bacon, and we're going to debate this in a couple of seconds. And just here we go. It's time for Big and Beefy's Food Fight. 
Yeah, so. All right, we're back. We had a team yeah. there. Now, here's the question. Nick and Ray, well, let, us, let us argue this out for a second. We want you guys to try. Nothing wrong with bacon. Absolutely nothing. Nothing okay. wrong with bacon. Bacon or pancetta? I'm going pancetta. Well, you, you know, I, honestly, I think they're, they're both great, but they're two different things. Sometimes you're not in the mood for smoky meat. And when you don't want to smoke you meat, the punchette is the right deal. Never in the mood for smoky meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, Look, exactly. Bacon's got the smoke to it, and pancetta doesn't. It's a cured meat. That's the difference. But if I had to pick one, if you were stuck in a room and you had to eat pancetta or bacon for the rest of the what would you pick? That's I tough. Pancetta. That's tough. You know, you know my answer is? If you get really good pancetta from a pig, from a good pig in Italy, it's amazing. And if you get really good smoked, hand-cut bacon, when they're both excellent, they're both great, but they're very different. But still, it's from the same cut of the pig. Pancetta means belly. It means little little belly is what it means, pancetta. Right. Well, if I was stuck with one or if I had to eat pancetta, I would smoke it. We have to make a choice. (laughs) You got to make a choice here. What you pay? I know, I know. That's that's why we're doing this. But we got to make a choice. I'm going right. pancetta. I, I thought about this long and hard for a couple of days. I I, I agree, Clem. It's more it's more versatile too. I gotta tell you. Nah, I'm I don't know. Yeah, you know what I do with pancetta? Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. It comes in a nice little roll, right? Yeah. I slice it and then I unroll it, make a slab of bacon out of it. Let me tell you what I do. I leave it round like a disc. And I put some parchment paper down. I kind of put something on top of it to weigh it down so it stays in a dish. Right, and make, then you can put it on your burgers. But it has, yeah, I make little pancetta sandwiches. I use that as the bread, and I stuff things <laughs> in between. And I make myself a little pancetta sandwich. Right. But, so here, I'm going to weigh in on this one. Bacon sandwiches, bacon peanut butter on toast is, is the ultimate thing. It's not round. But no. it is round when I wrap a hot dog, when I wrap my hot dogs in it. <laughs> I don't want to hear what you do in your personal time when you're wrapping your hot dogs, pal. But listen, here's the uh, thing. Sounds a little personal to me. <laughs> here's the thing. You don't even need bread with the pancetta. You use the pancetta as the actual bread and stuff stuff right in the middle of two pieces. And you got yourself a little pancetta sandwich. And I'll be going to your funeral. <laughs> there you go. You're going to make bacon stuff pancetta sandwich. Yeah, well, I like to wrap my pancetta in bacon. It gives it that smoky goodness that it, that it was meant to be. All right, so Nick, wait, let's just get this out. Nick, you're going with pancetta. Ray, what are you going with over there? What, what's your, what's I'm, your going pre, I'm going with prosciutto. Maybe I don't understand the question. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we got to wait on us. You got to wait on us. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, wait a minute. Now we take something that we, you know, uh, pancetta, we take prosciutto. I mean, uh, you know, bacon and smoke. How about we just take... I may choose pancetta over all of it, too. Yes. I mean, for prosciutto, right? Why not? <laughs> prosciutto. I mean, listen, you can take prosciutto. You can you can crisp it up and cook it like bacon. You can take oh, it. It's you can great. eat it. I love right? deep frying it into, like, little chips. Yeah, yeah. you can take you know, it. You can cool. put it on a silk mat, paper thin, put another silk mat on top, a pan on top of it, let it cook super slow. And now you get a piece of now you get like a piece of bacon, you know, right? You know, one of my favorite things is, and, and Nick, you'll appreciate this, is right out of that wood burning oven, a nice pie with pancetta, caramelized onions. And oh yeah. Well, you, you know, know I make I, I make a pizza with that. I go Brussels sprouts, I go Brussels sprouts, pancetta, and Gruyere cheese, and oh, butcher yeah. pepper, and butcher pepper. 
And that yep. comes out, that marriage together, that those Brussels sprouts to Francesca caramelized is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It's good because it's that smoky flavor that it messes. No, maybe we should do it because I'm freaking hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I'll feel like going exercise. I doubt it. I doubt it. Eating guys, I, guys, I'd love to stay on the phone with you, but I am slammed over here. i got to get back to my work. It was, it was so good talking to all of you. Bon appetito. Bon appetito. Bon all right, Ray, uh, let's see. Anything you yeah, want to plug before you go, give us your website again. Give us uh, Yeah, uh, you know, sure, absolutely. You oh. can do, uh, you can do uh, you know, www.rayalongi.com. It's kind of a blog that I got going on. Um, if you go to Chef, you know, Twitter at, um, if, if it makes it easy for you, do Ray, H-K-11, or Chef Ray Alonji, A-L-O-N-G-I. That's who I am. That's what I do. Um, you know, I do so. And just coming in, and I always post post pictures and recipes and different things of what's going on, you know. Um, and it was just trying to stay, stay, you know, keep, keep working. That's it. Nice. Awesome, man. Ray, well, appreciate you calling in, brother. Let me know when you come up this way. We definitely got to get together. We'll get Rob. We'll fucking, maybe, maybe hey. all of us will go to Nick's place and uh, do some lunch or something. I got it, honestly. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, would love to get together with you, Ray. So, uh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. What's going on? Listen, right, I, uh, I tell you, right, I love you when you. I listen, I loved you on the show, Clem. I tell you, you were one of my right, favorites. Right, my wife right, and I right, freaking absolutely yep. loved you on the show, and just wanted you to know that, you know. And uh, it's it's an honor to be in the front with you. All right, all right. All right, man. Thanks for chewing the fat with a chef, Ray. Chef Ray Alonghi, everybody from season eleven of Hell's Kitchen. For the call, man, and we'll uh, have a great week. So, um, you know, we're going to. Uh... Yeah, we're uh, Chef Ray Loney from uh, 11. I had a... Oh, it was great. Yeah, no doubt. We got all the house kitchen people rocking and rolling. And, uh... Yeah, let's uh, do a little bit more news. CTF News with Big and Beefy. Earlier about uh, we had Mickey D's, we had poor Charlie Trotter, Chef Trotter. It's only in Chicago. Yeah, it's weird. You know, it's a little weird. weird. Uh, R.I.P. to one of uh, the world's great chefs, Charlie Trotter, passed yeah. away today, unfortunately, and um, kind of really sad. The guy was an amazing chef, yeah. quite totally amazing cookbooks, and uh, like I said earlier, the the, the culinary world took a big hit today, man, with the death of uh. One of the great yeah. ones, man. He will be missed. Yeah. Well, uh, you were just talking about maybe we'll do an exercise show and maybe we'll do whatever. But this is what happens when you eat healthy. All right. Well, there were deadly spiders found on smart board bananas, and it forced some poor British family to evacuate the house. Really? You know, they bought it. She, the woman was eating it. She was halfway through. She saw a white thing on the banana. She thought it was like mold or a spot, and it wound up to be an egg sac of Brazilian wandering spiders, the most venomous spiders in the world. Wow. That's kind of – well, that's a thing, too, that people that, that people got to understand, too. When you buy a lot of produce, look, 
Especially coming in from other countries, man. They yeah. got some creepy crawls and some weird freaking things. There was actually, if you remember when we were kids, they used to have the 430 movie. I do, actually. And do. it was always like a theme. They would have like Bug Week or Giant stuff. There was one with William Shatner. I forget. It, maybe it was called Tarantula. I really don't know. But it was a cargo ship of bananas was infested with tarantulas, and they just took over America. Cargo ship of bananas infested with tarantulas. Tarantulas. So when they unloaded it. See, now why do we just don't have good TV like this anymore? No, because they don't make these kind of movies no. anymore. Because no. they were horrible B movies that I loved, you know? Yeah. They had the giant ants. It was them or whatever it was. And... Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, some people have to eat healthy. There's another story here that eating, eating a diet and high in foods that spur inflammation in the body such as refined grains and soda, may raise the risk for depression in women. I was going to say that's why I'm puffy, but I guess not. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, we don't get depressed. We, we just get, you know, happy when we're puffy. eating pasta and, uh, and soda. But, you know, it, it's, it's so weird how all this stuff now, it's, it's the healthy stuff will kill you, the, you know, and you know, soda's no good for anybody. That's, no. But, but, not. but it, it doesn't uh, make me it, depressed. I'm going to have a Dr. Pepper and be pretty goddamn happy that I have a giant glass of Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I actually hung over like Dr. Pepper or root beer or Coke with milk in it. It really is something strange. Right? It's good. That, it's good. And here's my thing. Did you ever get, you know, when you get your own soda? Yeah. You put a little bit of each one in the cup, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Dr. Pepper, Sprite, Mountain Dew, Rupia, Mountain Dew, all in the same Everything. cup. Everything. And it's phenomenal. People actually look at me like I'm insane until they actually try it, and then they'll... Yeah, well, I, we started that, like, in, in Little League, like, when we were young, orange drinking grape drink, but we got a mix. Exactly. You know? And, of course, as kids, which now we're adult children, if you put us in front of a, a soda fountain, yeah. we're going to do that. Absolutely. You know, we always do everything. Mud pies. And we well, ever, it's, like, it's like when people come to me and say, don't touch that, it's hot. I have to touch it. Just, you know, yeah, just to say, is it hot enough? Yeah. Just to see what their level of hotness is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we are still kids. And, uh, oh, of course. Yeah, I got there's another thing in the news, it's, uh, which pretty much obtains to us. It's five, thing no one, five things no one tells a woman about marrying a chef, or vice versa, a man marrying well, a woman that's a chef. We cook good food, we have big pickles and... Right, well, that's all no. <laughs> okay. That's all no, but... Oh, no, are you saying all oh, right. no? Right, like okay. what people think a woman or a man is getting when they marry a chef. Okay. And the number one is like, no, I'm not marrying my own personal chef. Okay. Because, you know... You know, everyone's like, you're so lucky you married a chef, blah, blah, blah. But odds are, 95% of the time, the spouse or the girlfriend or the boyfriend that's not a chef is going to cook. Because I don't want to come home and cook. Uh, yeah, I'm tired of my own food. Yeah. I want somebody to cook for me. Yeah, exactly. And we want a night off. You know, we don't need, need any of that crap. And then we have another one. But does he cook? Uh, no. No. You know, like, no. You know, like... You know, every few weeks, yeah. What a party, the important stuff. Right, well, when he's in the mood. But you're working 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week, six days a week, holidays and all that stuff. Well, when yeah, you come home after a day, last thing you want to do is sit in front of a stove and cut prep. 
prep that, is the worst. And that, and that brings, and then you got to clean too. You know, right. And it makes a mess. But that brings us back to you know, how do you eat McDonald's or how do you eat grapes with fire hot dogs? Again, when you're cooking all the time, if you ain't got a lot to go home with, you want something quick and easy, and you know, something different. Right. Something different than your own food. Oh hell yeah. And uh, number three, date night. Yeah, how's like Monday or Tuesday night going to work out for you? Yeah, really, because, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, Friday and Saturday night shit's going to happen. Friday, Saturday, Sundays, you know. Maybe, it's a... yeah, I'll be at the restaurant. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe not. Right. But being Italian, though, know, and most places I've worked, and this is just my thing, and it's always in my contract, I don't work East Side, I don't work Christmas Day. Right, well. I, I would soon as, most, more than likely Christmas Eve. Right, well, Christmas Day I've always been closed. I mean, there's no way I'm working. Well, there are places, but I I won't work Christmas Day. But Christmas Eve, you're either working because people don't want to cook. You get out early. Usually I get out early. I I do a half. Or you're catering for people that are picking up all that fish dishes. I don't mind coming in, you know, nine in the morning, banging out a ship until about four or five at night. You know, get everybody fed, and then then I'm done. And then I'm coming back the day after Christmas. Well, that's like Easter. It used to be like you had a a brunch seating, and maybe like a one o'clock scene. Like I'd be out by like five or six, which I always got to the family's house or whatever. Exactly. Enough time that I didn't have to sit around and help cook. They exactly. had the plates ready for you. Yeah. You walk which was great. And you get a great meal. Yeah. Um, right. The fourth one is good. The spouse winds up actually cooking better than they did. Yes, because you're, you're constantly guiding them. And right. And they don't want to feel like, oh God, he's going to hate it. He's going to hate yes. it. Because the woman that actually did the story said that when she was in college, she actually screwed up Easy Mac. So I wonder if you were like a sex therapist, if, you know, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. woman has to perform better. Well, that's you. always the way. I mean, you go to a guy that's a roofer. You a go roofer. sit in his house, and there's rain pouring on your head. What's a roofer? A roofer. He roofs. He roofs. Oh, we got roofers over here. We had roofies earlier, and now we got roofies. Right, yeah. Or, you know, you got a guy like like my brother-in-law. Works for Verizon. None of his phones work. Don't even get me started with Verizon. No, I know, yeah, I know. I'm still I know. out of freaking cable for right. three and a half weeks. But but that's that's the odds, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not going to go. My fridge is empty. I have condiments and whatnot, but, you know, I, I enjoy when someone cooks for me, whether it's simple peanut butter and jelly. Do I Dinner next show is this what we're getting at? Should I make? No, dinner but you do it for a living too, so it's not you know. Yeah, but you've cooked for me. Now I feel bad. I gotta make something for next show. But hopefully our round table will take care of that. We'll do a nice I show. Round table show going on. But uh, now here's the last one: patience. You gotta have patience. Something most chefs don't have. Right, and because well, but, you have you know, to. We, we do have a world of patience, but we don't have patience when it comes to certain things. No, but I'm talking patience. With the chef, you have to have patience because holidays, weekends, coming home late, you know, like the little hours that they are home, the, the male or female chef, you got to make it count. And odds are the chefs usually, when you do have a couple hours, you want to do something fun. You want to go out to eat somewhere cool that you saw or heard about, or you want to do those kinds of things. He just doesn't want to stay home and cook. Yeah. End of story. So if you want to marry a chef, you have to have plenty of patience, and you got to know what you're in for. Yeah. You know, or if you want to marry a chef, you got to understand that he wants to be on TV and on a radio show. <laughs> well, here's the other thing, and I don't know if it's known, and I will say this: I know for myself, and I know Rob, and most chefs are very passionate, high energy people. 
Yeah. You know, the passion that, that we have is greater than most people that we have. I'm not saying that other people don't have it or other jobs can't have it, but chefs are passionate and artists, and, and we're, just, we're just awesome freaking people now that I think about it. Right. You know, and the funny part was I didn't grow up and say, hey, I want to be a chef. But I grew up and said, hey, I wanted to be a fireman or a cop. And nothing, you know, love to be that, but there's something about being a chef that's just, you know, and especially nowadays, we got that whole rock star thing. Yeah. People think we have that whole rock star thing. But it's it's, it's creative. And because of, of all the TV shows that have it now, people yeah. really... Well, that's, that's what you just said. That's the whole creative part of it. Yeah. You can do whatever it is you want to do, and it's phenomenal. To come up with a dish that actually works and people love and something you came up with, it's just a great feeling. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. And even, even if it's for, like, one table or one exactly. couple of family members, couple exactly. of kids you want to try to teach them something cool or whatever, and... You know, it's that's the way to go. But uh, you know, it's. I gotta tell you though, I can really go for a piece of freaking pancetta right now. <laughs> yeah, so can I, even though I'd rather have bacon. I can go for some bacon. Maybe even that bacon peanut butter sandwich you were talking about. Oh, I tell you, that's the greatest hangover thing right, I've let, ever. Let me ask you this, Rob. If if you one favorite thing to make with bacon, what would it be? It's peanut butter. Oh, it's your peanut butter and bacon. That's what you're going with. Yep. Or straight up bacon. I got On it. a paper towel, room temperature, you know, like when someone's making it. Like you're eating chips. Like you're yeah, eating exactly. chips. You just little bacon chips. Yep. I got to say, this is one of my favorite things to do with bacon, is just a simple BLT with a friggin' nice, Love BLTs. A nice, beautiful tomato right out of the garden. Not one of those pink tomatoes that people think is ripe, but nice, nah. beautiful tomato. Right out of the garden, like still hot from the sun. Exactly. Some shredded lettuce. I like shredded yep. lettuce. And now here's the weird part where you're going to think I'm crazy. Mayo on the bottom of the bread, ketchup on top, and a few dashes of hot sauce. You All have right. have to try it. No, Trust me, it's the ultimate I mix my sandwich. condiments. Yeah. All right. But one of my favorite condiments now is uh, I make a smoky tomato mayo. So I smoke tomatoes. How do you feel after that? Not bad. I gotta catch up with a lot of stuff after. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is the point of the show where we got about ten, twelve minutes left, and we're in yeah. a retarded mood. We're not crazy mode because you know yeah. we're sitting here for two hours, and uh, you know we're just getting a little giddy now. Oh yeah, but uh, oh, Chuck's girl, some Vidalia onion. Yeah. Nice little shave. See, I gotta have my onion shaved. I don't want to hunk. Yeah, that drives me. That's what I let, let's 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 do this, and I think this is gonna be. One of our new segments that we should incorporate into our shows is our big pet peeves. And we got Cat Cat calling in right now. Let's see what Cat wants. Let's see if we can hear it. Hold on a second before you chime in. One of my biggest pet peeves is chunky onions. I don't want to bite into a friggin' hunk of onions. I want a nice and chick. We actually agree on something. Yeah. I don't like it. The only time is a chunky onion. Yeah. The only time I like a chunky onion. Is I just said chunky if, onions. If, if you're grilling them. <laughs> if you're grilling them. Yeah, exactly, because then they get all soft. But actually keeping them a little hot in the middle. I mean, you know, you know it's, it's a little hot in the middle. Yeah, a little to the tooth, a little out that thing. Out that thing. Cat, but, what's going on? We got Cat, Cat Vecchioni on the line. What's happening, Cat? Are you there? Hi, guys. I miss what's you guys. <laughs> I, had to chime, I had to chime in because... Pancetta is the bomb. All right. 
Uh, it is the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no, I, do, no, I love Pat Shatter because I'm not a I'm not a meat person, but but I I use prosciutto in my fettuccine napolitan. All right. And then oh, and then I I make um the most awesome awesome cheese omelet with pancetta. All right. Nice. I can actually go for a cheese omelet with pancetta on a piece of Italian bread. Yeah. It's a nice piece of crusty Italian bread. Simple. Yeah. You I know have what's to actually have good with from Italy though. I have to have the bread flown in from Italy like Sinatra did. All right. Oh, Come fly with me. Come fly with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think she but, smoked some tomatoes. <laughs> but, Kat, here's the problem. And I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but you're down in FLA. You're in Florida. And Florida, let's just face it, Florida's not known for its bread or its bagels or its pizza. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible unless uh, I, I do have some friends from from Napoli. And I, now, I, do, I do say... That that it's authentic. I will say that I, I, I did been, live in Naples. I lived in Naples on and off for two years. Na- Naples, Naples, Florida? Florida. Naples, Florida, and Naples, Italy. Oh, all right. Yeah. I will say this though, just to interrupt you for a second. Florida does have some great Italian restaurants, and yeah, because they're and you know I'm why. Gonna, I'm gonna give you one better. I don't know if you ever heard of this. I think it was on like Federal Highway or Second Avenue out by Boca, a place called Augie's Pizzeria. It's phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. This guy had those black dishes that they baked the Sicilian in. Yeah. And he would put like olive oil and cheese around it. And it would like kind of chip off the sides and go in between and you get that crusty, cheesy thing. It was actually one of the greatest pizza pizza I've ever had. Yeah. No, well, well, I... You can't get bread. Like when I was in Virginia, you can't get good bread. No. Nah. It just ain't happening. I mean, in Florida, I used to have to go to Publix shopping all the time, right? And I wanted one loaf of bread. They always had two loaves of Italian bread in the yep, in yep, the yep, plastic yep, bag, yep. and it was mushy. I wanted crunchy. I wanted to eat the heel on the way home, but it was right. like rubber. Right. But I, uh, I, agree yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, we had a place. I lived in uh, in Jupiter and worked in Tequesta, Florida. And uh, I worked at a Caribbean place. And right down the, the way was uh, Nicole's. It was an Italian restaurant. They were all from Staten Island. They used to have a pizzeria out in Great Kills. Right. And it was great. And I'd walk in there. You know, I was 23 at the time. You know, like... German moron Staten Island guy, and here they were, all these transplanted, you know, yeah. mob type guys and stuff, and they'd be like Bobby, and they loved it, and we would just talk food. We go to the, this deli that was in like some island or whatever in Florida, something, and we'd all get our like salamis. They bring me stuff. They wisely make me stuff. It was great. So you like a good salami? Yeah, sweaty. I like a sweaty salami. <laughs> <laughs> I like a sweaty salami, too. I thought you weren't a meat type of girl there, Cat. Uh, What's going on? Oh, wait. What kind of salami are we talking about? Yeah. Okay. We're talking about salami from White Shadow. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Remember that show, White Shadow? <laughs> <laughs> you, had right, you had it right the first time, Cat. We were talking about salami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> or, or in my case, a breakfast sausage. <laughs> <laughs> a Vienna. The Vienna. The Vienna. Yeah, let me ask and you this. We got you on, and you're Italian, and we, we talked about earlier some of our five favorite old-school Italian dishes. And I had said, Rob and I had said pizza rustica, chicken marsala, mussels, eggplant palm. What were some of your give, – give me a couple. Eggplant, eggplant palm. In fact, I turned it down tonight just so I can be here to, to do the show because Mama called me, and she goes, Katarina, I got the melanzana. I'm like, no uh-huh. way. Kat, as much as I love you, I gotta say I, I might have trouble. I, I might even have trouble showing up here when my mother was making eggplant palm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think me too. I love eating eggplant palm until the back of my tongue like itches almost. Right, you know, you get you, that. I'm gonna give you one better. And I think I don't know if you'll agree with me. Eggplant palm is better the next day. Yeah. And I even like it cold right out of the refrigerator. Yep. Cause oh, it, I'll, I'll eat it anyway. I'll eat melons on anyway. Well, eggplant's like a sponge anyway. Yeah, it just so it soaks it up. Now, let me ask you, like your grandmother or your mom, did they salt it first and let it like... One of my grandmothers did, one never did. All right, now how about this one? I can't have salt, so I... I, Well, well, what happens is you salt it, you lay it on paper towels, you purge it. It takes all the bitterness out, and then you, you can rinse it. You know, but it actually takes the bitterness out. You squeeze it out. But now, was it break, uh, egg and breadcrumb or just egg? Some people die. There's three different ways I've seen it done. Now, the standard standard breading procedure is... Right. Flour, egg, and breadcrumb. My family's never done that on anything. Chicken, cutlet, nothing. It's always egg and bread. Right. I've never really saw that until I worked in restaurants. Now, yeah, exactly. Now, when you do something what they call like Allen glaze, it's when they put it in egg like a franchise. They just egg it, flour, egg it, and fry it in the egg. Right. Now, I've seen the eggplant only flour. The Sicilians do it where they right. just flour it, and there's no breadcrumb, or they just fry it like that with skin on and put a little... Now, my uncle does that. You know, the Neapolitans do that, too, but I like it with the breadcrumb on. I'm sorry. Egg and breadcrumb, old school, the way I grew up on. You know, is it bad the other way? No. But I, I like the breadcrumb. I like that little bit of that... that no, Mama, you doesn't use... She doesn't use the flour. She... I don't know what she, whatever it is she does to it, it's I'll eat it. And some and then she does something like the marinara sauce. Um, she makes it. She makes it now. She makes it like healthy way, with without the uh, with without frying it because I I've lost like sixty pounds already. Wow. wow. Well, you know it's a good way to do it. Come down there and have some salami with you. <laughs> yeah, she can actually. Um, you know, I don't know if she does this, but a lot of ways with like chicken cutlets now and stuff to be healthy is you dip it in low-fat yogurt, and then you can either put um, the panko breadcrumbs or, or cornflakes, something like crunchy. You roll it in there and then spray it with a little like Pam or cooking spray and then bake it in the oven. It'll give it that crunchiness. My, my mom does that. No, yeah. It's not so much with the yogurt and thing, but she'll bake it and spray the bottom a little bit. and it, It's not bad. Right. Or the other option, too, which I'm not a fan of, and it works, it's grilled. No yeah. I love the grilled baby Japanese eggplant. Yes. Or the white eggplant. I love white, white eggplant. Have, you know what? It's one of those lost things. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's a phenomenal product, yeah. and I don't know why it's not used more often. We used to do a thing we worked, when I worked in Nantucket, Chef uh, Phil Corr, the guy I worked for. 
used to, we'd marinate it, grill it as an appetizer, and put it with like a balsamic uh, vinaigrette with gorgonzola on top and, and, and fresh basil. It was, it was fantastic. Well, it was funny. One of the first things I ever got written up for, many, I'm going back about 20 years ago, I used to call it an eggplant Napoleon. Now they call it like an eggplant snack or an eggplant tower. And I marinated the eggplant in balsamic and olive oil and some rosemary garlic, grilled it, and then I stacked it. But I did fresh mozzarella, arugula, a slice of prosciutto, some caramelized onions, and I made this whole tower of it. And let me, dude, let me tell you something. I, I can eat like a half a city of these towers. It was just yeah. phenomenal. All right. Well, on that note, we are going to cut the, cut the show pretty soon. We want to thank uh, yeah, Chef Ray Alonghi uh, from Season 11 of Hell's Kitchen. We want to thank uh, Nick Accardi from uh, Tavola Restaurant. We want to thank Kat. We want to thank uh, Pete Silvano from Chef's Life Apparel. And uh, all the callers, Wacko Bob, welcome back, Jackie, buddy. Jackie, we had Jackie, our weekly caller. Thanks for the call. We got Kat. You know, it's good to have everyone back together. And uh, we just want to... Keep uh, telling everybody to uh, keep chewing the fat. All right. We'll see you next week. Uh, We love you. Take it easy. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn, now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Nero, but I'll be hood forever, I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere, yeah, they love me everywhere, I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway, pulled me back to that McDonald's, took it to my sad spot, 560 State Street, catch me in the kitchen like the Simmons whipping pastry, cruising down A Street, off-white Lexus, driving so slow, but BK is from Texas, me, I'm out that Bed-Stuy, home of that boy. Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me Say what up to Tata, still sipping my ties Sitting courtside, Nick's and Nets give me high five Nigga, I be spiked out, I could trip a referee Tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely from Been by the shit, home of the hip hop. Yellow cap, gypsy cap, dollar cap, holla back. For foreigners, it ain't fair, they act like they forgot how to act. Eight million stories out there in the naked. City is a pity, half of y'all won't make it. Me, I got a plug special, and I got it made. If Jesus paying LeBron, I'm paying Dwayne Way. Three dice, Elo, three card Marley. Labor Day parade, rest in peace, Bob Marley. Statue of Liberty, long live the world trade, long live the king, yo. I'm from the empire.
blinders But they could step out of bounds quick The sidelines is blind with casualties Who sip the life casually Then gradually become worse Don't fight the apple Eve Caught up in the in crowd Now you're in style And in the winter gets cold In vogue with your skin out City of sin It's a pity on the whim Good girls going bad The city's filled with them Mommy took a bus trip Now she got a bust out Everybody ride her Just like a bus route Hell Mary to the city You're a virgin And Jesus can't save you Life starts when the church is Came here for school Graduated to the high life Ball players Rap stars Addicted to the limelight Empty in May Got you feeling like a champion The city never sleeps Better slip you an ambient of a drill instructor directing a musical. Town hut! Get those tap heels in line and let me see those jazz hands! Are you bundling your home and auto insurance through Progressive? Can you hear me through those sequins? Bundle your home and auto through Progressive and save. Left, left, left and step no change. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Home insurance provided and serviced by other select insurers. This weekend at Kohl's, there's still time to save on great gifts for Dad. Like a new dress shirt or tie, only $19.99. Give him a watch gift set for only $27.99. And save 50 to 60% on a performance golf shirt. And no matter how you pay, take an extra 20% off these already great sale prices. Everyone gets Kohl's cash, too. Thursday through Sunday at Kohl's. Now that's the good stuff. Kohl's. Select styles offer valid June 16th through 19th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. <laughs> 